Hey, how's everybody doing? I'm on the fucking road again, again, again. Uh, this Friday, things are, I think, totally sold out in Detroit. Two shows. Might be like a handful of tickets left. Um, then I'm at the Mirage on the 29th of December. And New Year's Eve at the Wiltern in Los Angeles on the 31st. Two shows. Second show sold out, but there is some tickets available for the first show. That is for mm, Sunday. Front New Year's Eve. You know what it is. The Wiltern, Los Angeles. All right. JoeRogan.net forward slash tour for all of that good stuff. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit. That's O-N-N-I-T. Onnit is what we call a total human optimization company. And what we strive to do is to provide people with all the cool shit that we find online that benefits human performance, whether it's your physical performance in, in terms of like strength and conditioning equipment. Um, we have... Uh, a bunch of awesome tools for you to get your shit together and get f- fucking jacked, including a bunch of new stuff that we have that's Star Wars based. We have Star Wars kettlebells now. We have Boba Fett, Darth Vader, and a Stormtrooper. Uh, we have a uh, a Death Star slam ball. We got a Han Solo yoga mat. <laughs> and we have a bunch of... Uh, amazing kettlebells that are all in the shapes of different things, all artistically created but totally functional. We have the Primal Bells. It's a great ape series. It's with Bigfoot, Gorilla, Chimpanzee, Howler Monkey, Orangutan. We got Legend Bells, which are legendary monsters. We have a Cyclops and a Werewolf. We have um, the Zombie Bells. The Zombie Bells are pretty fucking badass. Um, they're all 3D balanced zombies, just like all the gorillas are and the Star Wars stuff. Everything's 3D balanced, so it works excellent and um, looks amazing. And it's all cast iron, and you could keep these fucking things forever. We sell awesome uh, hemp force protein powder. It's my my favorite protein powder in the world is uh, the hemp force stuff. It's delicious. It's very easy for your body to digest. It's all plant based protein. Uh, the vanilla acai flavor is excellent. And um, I just, it's really easy for me to drink something like this and then immediately go work out. It's just, it's very light and good stuff for you. Another great supplement to take with you if you're going somewhere, not supplement, but foods, is these warrior bars. We have these organic buffalo warrior bars. They are the shit. I fucking live off these things sometimes. Sometimes if I know I'm going to be like going somewhere, maybe if I'm traveling and there's going to be times where I'm tempted to eat shitty food just because I'm hungry. I keep some of these warrior bars with me. They're made with buffalo meat and cranberries with a pepper blend. It's fucking delicious. They taste great. We also, we have, um, the regular warrior bar. We have the jalapeno warrior bar. If you're into the spice, um, but they have 14 grams of protein for each bar, also 140 calories and four grams of fat per two ounce servings, free of gluten, free of nitrites, free of antibiotics, no added hormones, very healthy, all natural, made from prairie fed buffalo, cranberries, and a spicy pepper blend. Delicious shit. Anyway, go to Onnit, O-N-N-I-T, use the code word Rogan, and you will save 10% off any and all supplements. We're also brought to you by Lyft. You know, the ride-sharing program, L-Y-F-T. Well, Lyft knows how to keep their drivers happy, folks. So they do everything they can to make sure their drivers are happy on every, or happy, happy on every trip. And uh, 
happy drivers mean happy passengers. We see Lyft all the time, much to the detriment of people that are trying to get into the comedy store parking lot. There's always Lyft cars out there. Um, but happy drivers mean happy pastors, and that's probably why 9 out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect 5-star rating. You can earn hundreds of dollars a week, plus tips. It's a great system. Whenever you want to earn more money, just drive more. It's very easy to do, real simple to set up, and Lyft was the first rideshare program with tipping built right into the app, because getting tips shouldn't depend on your passenger having cash on them, right? You get to keep 100% of the tips, and they add up fast. Drivers have been paid over $200 million in tips since the feature was first introduced. And Express Pay lets you get paid almost instantly instead of waiting for weeks. And Lyft has even taken the guesswork out of pickups. They have a new AMP device that uses color coding to help passengers find their drivers. So join the ride-sharing company that believes in treating its people better. Go to lyft.com forward slash Rogan today, and you can get a $500 new driver bonus. That's L-Y-F-T, lyft.com forward slash Rogan. Lyft.com forward slash Rogan. Limited time only. Terms apply. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the very third, very second. No, you say very first, and that's it. You don't say very second, and you don't say very third. This is the third ever JRE MMA show podcast with my brother, Brendan Schaub. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Brandon What's up, what are you dog? Doing over there? Texting people? No, nah, I'm reposting your post, man. Uh, okay. Just people to... It's all about that, bro. Got to be up, on top bro? of that social media account, bro. I'm trying, man. What's up, dog? What's up? How are you, brother? I'm good, man. This is a big weekend. Big UFC weekend. Huge man. weekend. That Justin Gagey and Eddie Alvarez fight. First team all violence. Yeah, that's like uh, that's the one I'm thinking about. Maybe more than even the title fight. Uh yes, there's a few more than the title fight. That the title fight, fight's exciting to me though. Is it? Yeah, it's, I know it's not that much to you. I like it. It's not that I don't like it. I lo- I like it, but I love Francis and Overeem, yeah. and I love Gaethje, Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. You know, Alvarez is an underdog. Ooh. I like his shot as an underdog. Wow. Because I, I that's think incredible. As much as I love Gaethje, and I should root for him more. I, I do root for him because we're from the you know from Demery's, we're my old team, stuff like that. I've trained a ton with him back in the day. I just feel like at a certain level, that stand and bang Leonard Garcia type of style at the upper echelons can get you in trouble. And if Eddie Alvarez wants to play that game, he's going to lose. But he has the skill set to, you know, to win by decision, outsmart him, not play that meathead game. See. This is where I disagree. I don't think that Justin Gagey really plays a meathead game. I think he plays a will game. I think he's skillful, but when when there's an opportunity to get someone to do a battle of wills, he's more confident in his will. And I think at the upper echelon, you can't play that game. Because think about the other guys at 55. Play that mm-hmm. game with Tony Ferguson, Khabib. Right. Right goes for play that game with Ed, uh, Barboza. Mm. Yeah, but I want to see that. <laughs> I do too. No, don't get me wrong. No, no, no. He's a fan favorite for sure. I love Gaethje. Absolutely love him. I just think at a certain level, you can't play that chin or, down, throw, you know, throwing maybe, those bows. Or you can. Name a guy who's done it him. successfully. Well, it's only oh, him. He can't he's, say he's him. 18 and 0. So it's only him, and he hasn't faced the top guys yet. So Correct. we're going to see what he's capable of doing or whether or not he's capable of switching it up if he has to. But he's been able to survive 18 
professional fist fights in world. First of all, seventeen of those are in World Series of Fighting. That's true. Well, those other organizations don't first, right? Count. They count a little. You get Not to see compared what you to do. the UFC. No, the Michael Johnson fight was the first big. Test. That one counted, and he got tagged in that fight. He got tagged. He yeah. got lit up a little bit. He got tagged, and Michael Johnson uh, eventually succumbed to the violence because he played his game. Yeah, yeah. Well, you at know, some point, they were you- talking so much shit to each other before that fight. It was so like Gaethje just dragged him into a war. What, what Gaethje and I don't think a lot of people realize is he's an all American wrestler from yeah. North Northern Colorado. Like that dude can wrestle. He's athletic too. Yeah, but he just does, he's like ah, I'm good, man. He just he's wants a to fucking animal. He refuses to go backwards. That's the whole thing. It's an ego thing. He doesn't want to take a step back. Yeah, which can get you in trouble. I think at, only at a certain level is it going to get you in trouble. It's made him this got him this far, and he's a fan favorite, but. I think at the upper echelon, it's going to be tough. Well, we're going to see how he adjusts. Say, if he's in there with the Nets and Barboza. But by the way, they, they did Barboza and Habib. Bet your ass they did. Holy Jesus. That's, that's a, a fight. Match. Is that the Vegas fight? Is that December? December 30th. <laughs> that whole card's nasty. <laughs> you got Holly Cyborg on there. <laughs> that card's nasty. That's a nasty card. But that Barboza fight is so fascinating to me because Barboza is so goddamn fast. He's so fast. He fucks people up with that stand-up. His stand-up is so crisp. Remember when Barboza fought Anthony Pettis? And you're like, ooh. Yes. You realize, like, wow, this is some next-level striking. But, you know, he's vulnerable, too. Cowboy cracked him with a jab, remember? And then Cowboy choked him out. Yeah, he's lost some kind of key fight, so he hasn't really had, you know. If that Habib shows up, though, looking like that, you know, he's just got to keep his weight down. That's that's really the main thing. Like I hope what Daniel Cormier said is true. Daniel Cormier said that he's got a new nutritionist and he's got him on point and he's in the one seventies now, which is way lighter than he's ever been before. You know, this many weeks out of a fight. I swear to God, if Tiramisu ruins that fight, I'm gonna <laughs> bust. I'm gonna freak the fuck well, out. Well, what you really have to be concerned with, and take this with a grain of salt, because clearly I'm not a doctor. But I would imagine that if you've had not one but two instances where your body shuts down from cutting weight, two. He had it with the Michael Johnson fight, and then he had it again in the fight with Tony Ferguson where he had to pull out. But they said it was similar to what happened in the Michael Johnson weight cut. He even barely worse, though. made it. Yeah, but, but even, even worse, worse this last worse. one. Yeah. Well, he came in too heavy. I mean, he's trying to drain too much water. I mean, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. Think how bad it was. If you're from Russia, if you're from Russia, mm-hmm. they, they, he would have fought with one leg. And he yeah. got so bad he had to check in with the doctor. They brought him to the hospital. Yeah. I mean, he was in the His hospital. His liver was shutting down, they yeah. said. Yeah. He was... He's, kidneys, sorry. Yeah. It's not good. Whatever it is. I thought it was his liver, too. Maybe maybe it was his kidneys. Um, but I'd read liver. But I think I'd read it from, like, a teammate talking about it, so it might not have been, like, the Usually accurate. it has to do with weight cutting. It's the kidneys. Right. And that's what, what fails people, right, when they have, like, real issues. Okay. So Usman Emil Meek. That is this weekend. See, this is a fight that people aren't fucking talking about enough. No, the Usman's on the December 30th. 30th. Yeah. Oh, December but 30th. Emil Meek, it can't that's make it, right, because of uh, Visa. <gasps> is he out? Um, first of all, Emil Meek's first team all body. How um, savage. The snitch needs to snoop around. Dude. Norway. Yeah. He's an animal. Shredded. He's all yes. straight Viking, though. He's got Viking DNA, man. Yeah, That's like good real luck marauder. Him. Yeah. No, he's just a natural freak. Yeah. This car, but but this, so is Usman. That's why sure. it's such he's a He's a scary fight. guy. Terrifying. No one wants to fight him. Nobody. And no one's talking about him. There's Darren like a Till top, does. Darren Till does. Yeah. Darren, Darren Till, Till fight, fight anybody. 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 Yeah. So exciting to have him around. I know. He's a I new know. one. He was a sleeper. He's a new one. I feel, a- I feel like this card, though, has been kind of under the radar a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Like I did you on Monday and went, bro, 
Yeah. You know Francis and Overeem fight this Saturday? Weekend. This weekend. I totally yeah. forgot. <sighs> Did you see Francis break the world record for the hardest punch? I have skeptical hip eyes on that. Oh, I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, how many guys have punched that thing? Have you punched it? They said thousands have punched it. Oh. I Who's, saw that company that's what responding the UFC said? in Joe's twi- Twitter. Well, it's actually a company that does it. I'll look it up. They do it all over the world. Oh, did you question the thing? Yeah. To, oh, okay, yeah. good. Well, yeah. we were like, how many people have done it? And then we found out that Tyron Spong came in second. And then... Uh, did Mar- has Mark Hunt hit it with left hook? Did Krokop no, kick it? It's the hardest punch. Okay. I don't think Krokop's kicked it. Okay, but I would but like has, to see the hardest kick, right? Yeah, but I'd like to see if Mark Hunt hit that bitch with a left hook. Right, right, right. I need, I need to see some of that stuff. Like, what other heavyweights hit it? Because, of course, Francis right, but, is huge. But he might be the hardest hitting heavyweight alive. That's possible, too. I mean, I'd, li- you look I'd like at, to get Carwin on that thing. Ooh, Carwin in his prime. Even Carwin right now, straight, straight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Mitrione call out Carwin for steroids? No. You haven't seen Mitrione's this? talking crazy shit. Of course. That's head. what Matt does. Getting his name out there. Yeah, he is. Because for the Bellator uh, heavyweight tournament, you know, Matt's fighting Roy. Yeah. And then they go, you know, Sh- uh, Carwin asks Coker to be an alternate on there. Someone oh. gets hurt. And then they asked Matt about it, and he's like, I mean, they need to test that that freaking guy. There's no way he's clean and just went about this whole business. Like, mm. anyone who I fight has to be clean. I doubt Carwin is. So now Carwin's calling out Matt now. Be careful what you ask for, Matty. Ooh, yeah, because even if he's clean, like, good luck. Those that, bones. Mm. He's got some just caveman bone structure. A lot of anger built up. You don't Ooh. want that. But back to France, break that and, record. I need to see who, what other heavyweights hit that thing before I celebrate. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man, how many fucking great guys have backs given out on in their prime? Backs a big one. I mean, Kane's yeah, has some Kane's a big one. It. Shane's a big one. Those two guys alone. You, so the rumor was Kane fighting at UFC two twenty in Boston against you know Kane and Stipe. Yeah, that's not happening. Not happening. Not happening. How do you know? What do you know? <sighs> Tell us. Tell us. Close source says it's not. Kane won't be ready. Not happening. Stipe so, a fight the winner if it depending if you know if the good win of Francis. Over him. So what is the sort? What's what's the issue that's holding him back? I'm not sure. <sighs> I just know he won't be ready. By so Boston. it's some sort of recovery issue, some injury thing, something. I guess. They don't just know, not ready. Just saying yeah. no. Yeah, it's just not it's all bullshit. Mm-mm. Wow. They don't have, was, do they have a fight for that January 20th? Not yet. That's really soon. Yeah, January 20th. Yeah. Doesn't that seem soon? Pretty soon. Yeah, yeah definitely I mean, soon enough. Where two it, months? Especially if it's a heavyweight title fight, yeah. you want something on there. It's less than two months. That's soon. Yeah, and, I, and I'm hoping for a big fight announcement because I'm at the Wilbur the night before, sir. What else is on that card already? Wow, it's really, uh, well, <laughs> really light. <laughs> really, really light. Well, they're they're getting around to it. But you know Boston, it's Dana's hometown, so he's not going to disappoint. Glayson Tebow back in the house after uh, pissing hot. What is he going to look like? Not like that. What do you think he's going to look like? Because he's the freakiest of the freaks at 155 pounds. Dude, he was jacked. Those days are over. Giant. Dude, he would come into the octagon. Oh, my God. On fight night. And you were like, how the fuck are you 155 what pounds? What in the world? How the fuck are you not a middleweight? He's a middleweight. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. He looked like a fucking middleweight. He looked like Paul Harris. When Paul Harris was a middleweight, he looked like Glayson Tebow looks when he's Very a lightweight. Similar, yeah. So jacked and skillful. Hell yeah. You know, he's not a just monster. jacked. No, Lacey he's T-Bow, a monster. He's a fucking animal. So he's got everything going. But I, I was disappointed that Stipe and Kane wasn't going to go down because I think if Stipe mm. beats Kane, 
then there's argument for Stipe is the best heavyweight of all time. If we were to beat Kane. Well, if he beats Kane, a healthy Kane, that's... See, the thing is, what we really need is time machine. We need to fucking take <laughs> primetime Kane and stick him in pride with primetime Fedor. Let's find out. And you got to do it in pride, too. Because, look, with no, I don't know... no commission? I don't know what the fuck they were doing over there, but I know the result. If I'm just looking at the result as a person who's an analyst, I got to look at primetime Fedor as number one. Primetime Fedor throwing bombs on Nogueira when he's pinned against the fucking ring apron. Remember True. that? True. Nogueira's in the corner and Fedor's on top of him just dropping those casting punches. Boom! Those crazy Russian punches that come like this. Wham! Just, ooh! That's why it's it's difficult when they, when they, who's the best of all time? It's like, all right, well, we going off pre-snitch? Right. Or we going snitch era? Yeah. So we go going snitch era. You got Stipe, yeah, but even if with, you don't know who the Golden Snitch is, it's Jeff Davitsky. And again, a that's not a, a bad. It's not a bad turn. He's no. coming on the podcast. We're I'm, working the date out right now. And I'm a fan. I'm a I'm fan. A fa- too. I like. The I like guy. what he's doing. Yeah, I'm not. When I say Golden Snitch, I'm just playing around. Before it used to be who had the best cheater, who had the best chemists, who had the best doctors, who had the best who, doctor, who had the best guy that could make you test positive or test clean rather after the weigh-in. That's Ex- all you had to do. Except for look at Overeem. He's a guy you know. Find this weekend where you obviously. He's done some stuff, some gear in his life, and he's been he's tested hot and he's paid the price. And then the golden snitch comes in, and his team goes, "All right, dude, you can't just rely on power. You got to start using a technique, which yep. you have. So let's focus on it." He's doing pretty damn well. Pretty damn well. He had that one loss before that loss. Stepe, he was smoking dudes. Yeah, his loss to Stepe wasn't that bad because he had Stepe in a lot of trouble. He definitely did. And he actually thought, you know, in the post fight, he thought he got he thought, kicked. Yeah, he thought he got kicked, but he also thought he choked him out and he tapped. That, yeah. that whole thing, Both obviously. those guys were stunned. That was a close fight, though. Very close fight. And then he goes on, you know, beats Verdum, his, yeah. his last fight. And now he's fighting Francis, where, you know, that's not... Obviously, it's Francis' tough fight. Fra- Francis is the favorite, but, dude, Overeem's the best striker, most decorated striker of all time in the heavyweight division. Yeah. Like, Overeem can win that fight. You know, I broke down on my podcast how many times Overeem's been stopped on the last podcast, last MMA podcast. 19? It's crazy. Is it 19? I don't. Think, I think it's like thirteen in MMA, or a, somewhere between eleven and thirteen in MMA, and an additional three or four in kickboxing. That a is a lot of stoppage losses. It's a lot, but I think he's been fighting more than anyone too. Yeah, but if you look at the last few years, there's an exorbitant amount of losses by stoppage for Overeem. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's quite a few. Well, over it's the a last number of things, years. right? It's it's the all the. All the See, wear and tear in the ring, then also not being able to do gear. See, look, Ben Rothwell, Travis Brown, the Bigfoot Silva one. That all was bad. those happen. Hold on, go, don't go, go back. Um, those all of those happen inside of a couple of years, man. It's one year. But also, so in one year, from February of 2013, literally to September of 2014, that's not much time. And he's been brutally knocked out three times in that time. Well, at least two of them are really brutal. The Ben Rothwell fight was like he got cracked with a big shot and dropped. And then they stopped the fight, I think, at a good time. That could happen to anybody. That could happen to anybody. But the Bigfoot fight, that wasn't a regular KO. That was goddamn ruthless. Travis Brown got him pretty bad, too, with yep. the, that front kick to the grill. The Bigfoot fight was so interesting, though, because it was so obviously post-snitch. Yep. It was just, he, he went from being it out yet. Uberim when he beat Brock Lesnar. Yep. That was the Uberim. 
Scariest man to ever enter ever. the octagon. Ever. In that fight, when you look across the octagon, 265, maybe 10% body fat, jacked to the tits. Check, please. <laughs> I'm out. And best kickboxer to ever fight in MMA. Yeah, I'm out. Oh, Jesus, what a disaster. I'm out. What are you going to do? Nightmare. But then he figures it out, though. Yep. They have that, and then he figures it out. And Junior Dos Santos fight. Yeah, but, and, you know, now he'll... Before back Ubering him up when his Ubering before the going snitch. Yeah. Good luck backing that dude up. Right. You did. You're paying the price now. That motherfucker will turn his back and run out of the way. <laughs> but just run, it's and it true. works sometimes. Hey, just gets the fuck out of there by any means necessary. You see ya. I wonder if he would ever be. You know, that was one of the things that Mitrione brought up about Joe Silva. He said that Joe Silva told him that he got a small ring or that it was going to be a large ring when he fought uh, Roy, big yeah. country, and. It wasn't. It was a small ring. So he was. He said that he was upset about that. I've had that happen before too, though. But again, and uh, I'm not defending Joe Silva here. I've worked a ton with Joe Silva, obviously, all over the years. It doesn't really work like that. It really doesn't work. You make demands on the cage and and ask for this and ask for that. It is what it is. And you might prefer something like yeah, maybe. But Joe Silva's dealing with so many different dynamics. The cage. He goes, hey, what's the cage? So I'm like, oh, it's a 24 foot. All right, cool. Yeah, I guess the bigger cage. You want the fight or not, man? You right, know, like there's right. so much going on i don't think he purposely lied to matt and was like it's a big cage take the fight you but know? i wonder like what fights would be like if the cage was much smaller uh, less technique you you're gonna so? get a bunch of gaichi fights which isn't a bad thing right but if you're a technical guy like mitrione with has who's crazy athletic with right. footwork or a barboza or a conor mcgregor mm -hmm. you don't want that small cage yeah. it limits your you're, resources you're, and your abilities you get smothered and it cuts all your angles short. Everything off the off the exchange, like if you're too close to a cage, anything off the exchange, you're cutting short. Like you're going to run into the cage. So now you can't go back that way because you won't get out of the way of the shot, and you can't go back that way. So you have like limited amount of movements that you can make. It's a Whereas grappler's it, paradise. Yeah. Well, it's also a brawler's paradise, right? It's those two things. Khabib, good, if, if, if the fight was done in a smaller octagon, Khabib would never lose. I think, yeah, for sure. But I think also one thing that it would favor is like real high-level Muay Thai guys. Cause in they're the always, clinch? They're, yeah, they're always clinching and, and, and going after each other. You know, and I think that that style, like the Muay Thai style, is not like uh, Wonder Boy style where they're sliding out of the way no. of everything. They're standing right in front of you and checking things and attacking and clinching. I don't think it would be better for the sport. Maybe not better for the sport, but it would be interesting to see how it favors certain styles. And I think that it would favor a good wrestler with some real good Muay Thai. I think whatever, Hell yeah. yeah, it would be a real good environment for them. You you think if let's say Francis were to just starch over him, which Listen, Overeem needs to watch his P's and Q's for 15 minutes. He yep. needs to use his technique, run when you have to. Yeah. Even even if people don't like it, win by decision, great, man. But if he doesn't watch his P's and Q's and gets starched by Francis, you think Francis deserves a shot right away? If Francis starches him, Francis is the hottest commodity in the heavyweight division. So he deserves That's a title shot. Think. Yeah, I think Overeem is ranked He's two? number one. No, he's number one. Kane's not number one? No. Okay, so he's number one, is, which is crazy for him to take this fight. And, uh, and, and right? Verdum's number two. So no one knows, and that's really, that's really nuts, because that fight like that the, those two had, boy, that was a, as close a fight as you can get, and most people thought that Verdum won. I, yeah, I, I think Verdum did Verdum win. Hurt no him. one got robbed, though. No one got robbed. But, but it Verdum, was a shitty fight. Verdum hurt him, yes. and Overeem never really hurt Verdum, not, not the same way, at least. I'm sure he hit him hard. Um, I thought Verdum won the fight. I thought Verdum won the fight too. I thought that one round where he rocked him and hurt him, it should have been. That was the most significant moment of the fight. 
for sure. So how do you not make Francis go through Verdum to get to Stipe? That's interesting. It's a very good question. Because that's a tougher matchup for Francis yeah. than Overeem. It's a very Verdum's good question. a motherfucker. Well, I, I don't know what's going on with Stipe. Why don't they have a challenger for Stipe? Like, why it's is the Stipe? heavyweight division. It's a bunch of dinosaurs. Right, but is that what it is? I mean, because I had heard that there was some contract negotiation shit going on. Do there's you, there's you know that. that? But, yeah, I've, I've heard that. I, do you like, know where you, that pen's been? You suck it on that pen. It's just no, I just put it here. I don't oh, suck on it. No, I won't suck on it. I'll put on my lip. I won't suck on it, though. Nah, man, just the tip. We'll suck on it, though. Um, I'll let yeah, rub no, it on the outside of my mouth. <laughs> I know, I know Stipe's ready to go for February. He is. Yeah. So they just don't have, a con- they don't have a, an opponent for him. Maybe they'll try to do it for January for Boston. They're, they're, they're hoping that, you know, Francis and this Overeem thing work out. Yeah, because listen, Cause a Verdum, rematch. It's too soon. A rematch with Stipe for Overeem is a very interesting fight. It's I a very agree. interesting fight. You can sell that, especially yeah. if he beats Francis, who everyone's so high and mm-hmm. mighty on. Yeah. If you were to get by him, how can you deny it? Yeah, it's true. Francis is just so fucking terrifying. I'm fucking terrified. See, I'm not on board yet. I, I, I'm terrified. <laughs> have you he, seen him fight live? Uh, no. Oh, you, nope, I have not. Should be illegal. I've been to one fo- <laughs> <laughs> Should be illegal. Easy. He's, Easy. He hits have you seen so Overeem fight yeah. live? Oh, I have. Yeah. Have you seen him knee fucking Mark Hunt into. The Brock Lesnar fight was probably the scariest one because I was like, this guy's the greatest heavyweight of all time. But and he smashed Brock Lesnar like that. I'm like, oh my God, what if he could do that to Kane? What yeah, if but you're watching a superhero where yeah. I was like, ah, yeah. fuck, I don't have yeah. the resources to get on the same shit. But now <laughs> that he's off the shit and he flatlined Mark Hunt, that's about, scary to me. What if they had, I know, right? What if they had no testing, though? None. Zero. Like, he able to make. Like the the testing requirements is as minimal as they were back then. He able he pulled it off. He, he tested clean. Off. Yeah, he did. Right? Imagine if there was God bless no him. fucking testing. Like he had to cycle off. Yeah. Like what if he's he like, looked like that cycling off? Cycling off. He looks like that. But think about this. Francis is as natural as fucking coconut water. That yes. motherfucker is all natural. Now imagine if he could take something. Oh God. Then what do we do? Then Everybody's we got a real problem. We got a real problem. He shreds city, hits yep. harder than anyone now, and eating freaking plantains. There's Overeem in the Uberim days. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Francis is no bom, punk, bom, though. Bom, Bring up Francis, that fine mocha skin. Prime Uberim versus Prime Tank Abbott. Who takes it? I get the fuck out of here. Forums are hilarious, yeah, man. Hilarious. They're so silly. How dare you? They're so silly. Um, yeah, he doesn't look the same, but he doesn't look bad. Like, if he was just a heavyweight fighter and he was built the way he's built now, you would say he's a powerful guy. I mean, if you see him in his last fight, pull up the last fight with him versus Mark Hunt. I mean, he definitely doesn't look like a small guy. He's still somewhere around the 250-something range. Everyone's you know, bodies look different. Guy. Literally, everyone's bodies look different. Yeah. Everybody's look, look different. Eric Silva was a big one that people kept bringing up. Like he looks, yeah, he was way like this different. dime piece. Yeah, and then it and then just all just... changed. Yeah, but see, like you look at Alistair there, like he's just got more body fat, more stomach fat, less muscle. He has a little bit of a gut. Yeah. Like he has almost a dad bod that works out on the weekends. I wouldn't say that. You said that, not me. Well, the fit you. dad bod though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like an active dad. Yeah, I mean he's just. But it, what's interesting is that he's such a fighter that gear or no gear. I mean, he comes to fucking fight. He comes to kill you, Because he has the best technique yeah, in the look world. look at that. That fucking KO. Oh, my God. You flatline Mark Hunt, you bastard. Yeah. You know Mark Hunt flew to Vegas to get all this stuff checked off? Yeah. The brain scan and all that. And what did they say about it? I'm not sure. 
But I, but he at least made the effort to fly from mm. Australia to there so he can clear this up to get back in the cage. Because again, I think for Francis, unless he, there's an argument, you know, if he just goes out there and starches over him in 10 seconds, like, all right, well, we got to figure out what he's worth. Let's give him Stipe. Right. But if he doesn't, man, you could give him Mark Hunt. That's yep. a great fight. You give him Verdum. Yeah. Because you got to walk through some fire. Because look at the fire Stipe walked through to be the heavyweight. It's a good point. Champ. And, you know, he really has only beaten Arlovsky. It's just we're looking at him. At the 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 magnitude of his performances against guys that were in his league, you know, it's like you just see the magnitude of his impact. Like he's he's a guy that you go, who who the fuck's going to stop that? But they're all favorable matchups. Yep, you know what True. I'm saying? It's like you, your favorite uh, baseball player. He's only hitting off the pitcher who we know he can hit home run mm-hmm. off of. When you give him a guy who actually can throw some junk and he's not as good, you know, or if he hits that guy, all right, then yeah. he is what he's worth. Well, prime time came when it showed us what was up. You know, a primetime Kane versus him where you can get him down, hold him down, beat him up. Primetime Kane, you know, I, you know, I, I also think Stipe right now, mm-hmm. he, he might, you know, he's, he's in his prime, might be at the end of his prime, but he's, he's oh, going to be. Oh, in his prime. Yeah. I, think, I don't think Stipe's at the end of his prime at all. Mm-mm. I think Stipe's right in there. He's in the heat. He's right there where yeah. he, he could get Francis. Some, and he's. I want to see Francis accurate. wrestle. That's what yeah. I want to see. Mm-hmm. But again, from sources, they say that I'm a, he's a nightmare to take down. I believe it. I mean, he looks so goddamn strong. And the way he hits, I mean, he, he hits you, your your window of opening is so little, and your mistakes are so costly. Anytime you make a mistake with him, you just get bombed on so hard. You're like, no. But like, but when you got a guy like Kane or Stipe, where they go, ah, I know you got power. I'm gonna put my chest in your yep. freaking chest for 25 minutes. Yep. I'm gonna put my head straight in your chest. Good luck firing off, man. And yeah. when you do fire off, I'm gonna take you down. Yeah. At least keep you busy. Yeah. So you can't just fire off and now throw deal with that. ridiculous combinations on you with constant barrage Non-stop. of sh- <laughs> strikes. Keep keep hammering you over and over again. Hammer fists, elbows, punches, punches, punches. Like, you never get tired. Fr- yeah. Francis is similar to me as a JDS. Mm. We, we, we similar, similar where, you know, decent footwork. I don't think he's athletic as JDS, but good footwork, power puncher. But mm-hmm. when you get a guy like Steve Eric Kane who don't play that game on the outside with you and just want to get dirty, you're in some trouble, man. Well, it's going to be interesting to see if he's in some trouble. Because, you know, if he can stuff the takedown, if he can keep those guys standing up with him, then you're going to see some nightmares. Because he's getting better all the time. The thing about Francis, he hasn't even really been fighting that long. He doesn't have this long, crazy record. No, not at all. And the UFC was like, you might be something special. Let's come to Vegas and you just work out in this sports center while we inject this Bane supplement in you, whatever the (laughs) fuck it is. You you know, you won't even use protein powder. He's worried about testing hot. Wow. He takes nothing. Good. Perfect. We need to see what the fuck's possible. I agree. What kind of genetics are there out there? I agree. He's like, you know, what we were talking yesterday about... uh, Bo Jackson, Callan and I were going up about Bo Jackson. About there's certain athletes that in their prime, they just like were just a notch above everything else. Like just out of the womb, there's a just notch, a different animal. Just a different we don't all thing. start at the same starting line. Herschel Walker, another good example. Like, Freak. What, what's that? Now, see, my problem is you, we can't put Francis in that discussion yet. Not yet. Not even not close. Yet. No, not yet. Not, he's not no. even close there. Uh-huh. He has some work to do. Not in this, in the, as far as greatness and accomplishments. Freakish? But as far as like physical freak. I don't Francis, know yet. Yeah, I don't know either. But Francis scares the shit out of me when you watch him hit people. It's boom! You see them go, oh, Jesus. He's just so big and so powerful and so undeniable. When he comes moving in for the kill, yeah. he's undeniable. Yeah. He's a very scary guy. But 
You're totally right. He's got to be tested. We've seen many, many guys like him go bust. Oh, Overeem is a he, he's a test, but Overeem's a guy where for 15 minutes, if Francis lands that freaking um, bomb of his, mm-hmm. it, you know, Overeem's probably going out because his chin's not the same. He's been in so many up yeah. and down wars, you know. And he's um, Francis is a naturally bigger man. I mean, you got to remember, Alistair fought at 205 before. He fought Chuck at 205. He used That's to be right. real skinny. That's right. Francis is a big motherfucker. He's big. I mean, he's he's a natural 265-pound man. Thick, dude. Yeah, that's a, a dangerous guy because if, in the beginning of the fight especially, he's if he pushed pressure and he moves forward and puts pressure and he's like real explosive and fast, something gets in there. Something gets in there. Here, here's the X factor is over him in the clinch. Mm-hmm. There's no one better in the heavyweight division. It's true. And we haven't seen Francis in the clinch with a world-class guy like Overeem. Because, again, Overeem, we, we forget because the demolition man's been around so long. He gets you in that clinch, those elbows, those knees. The knees. Best knees in the fucking division. God, yeah. You know, that's, that's Mark Hunt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, that's the, Fujita. The Hunt, yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that was horrifying. Yeah. Almost killed a guy. Who's that other guy, the kickboxer? Teixeira, I think. The kickboxer that he fought over in, in K1 where they decided to uh, make it so you could only hold one hand behind the head. So Alistair would get two hands behind your head, and that was night Do work, yeah, demolition, man. He would just drop those knees on your chin. See, that's oh. the funnest fight on the card to me, Francis Overeem. Just where they go, their career path, stuff like mm. that. It's I'd so say um, the Gagey Alvarez one is. But they're both right up there. They're, they're, either one. Um, look, there's three giant fights in this card. The Aldo Holloway fight is a giant fight for me. I, I want that fight. I want to see it. I like the fight. Just if we're going off Aldo's words, saying he did have issues with his legs, that's why he wasn't kicking before. Yeah. I I don't buy it. I really don't buy it. And if that if that was, you don't a think problem, it's true. I don't, but because in his previous fights and fights after that, he hasn't been using all of his tools. Well, I think there's a strategy for that, though. The Frankie Edgar fight, I really believe that he didn't use his kicks because I think he felt like Frankie was training for those kicks. And he was training to kick, take him down off the leg kicks. Everyone kicks, though. We right. know all that, but he's but he so didn't. goddamn good at it. He didn't. Right. He, he just to boxed. Me, to me, he's become very fundamental in just boxing, planting his feet. He's gotten mm. away from what got him to the dance. Maybe, maybe. Or we can go, he was hurt. Yeah, if we're basing it on those two fights, and if you have to believe him, and I'm just going to believe him just for the sake of believing him, if he says his leg was hurt, it makes sense. It also makes sense how he was getting tired quick. He got tired pretty quick in that fight. Yeah, he did. Which if he had a leg injury, it would make sense. He wouldn't be able to push as hard in camp. And he was he was winning those early rounds. Yeah, there was a huge speed advantage for Aldo in the, early in those rounds, and then Max Holloway took over. Yeah, well, Max Holloway measures you. You know, he doesn't burn himself out early. He's got tremendous endurance. He measures you, and he starts putting it on you, putting it on you. What Max is really good at is distance control. Really good at movement and distance control, and just not being there. And he's also fighting big smart. and long. Yep. And the kill doesn't. And the yep. cut doesn't kill him. For one forty-five, he's very tall, very physically he also hits strong. Hits like a Mack truck. Yep. Hits like a truck, and he's just got that thing. He has he's that got warrior that savage spirit. champion yeah. warrior yeah. spirit. Well, you're gonna have to kill yeah. him to get him out of there. Yeah, man. And he's just. It's he's a fascinating guy because he's like Hawaiian to the bone. Yes. You know. And you go over to Hawaii, man, and he has the next shot at being like 
the new BJ Penn. The BJ Penn. I mean, BJ Penn is a legend, and he's a legend from the early days, and he's a legend when he went up to heavyweight and fought Lyoto Machida. Oh, my God. I mean, he's a, BJ was a fucking monster in One his day. One of my day. favorite people. Yeah, a monster. So it's going to be a while before Max gets into those lofty grounds, but he's on his way. He's on his way. And what's interesting is both BJ and Max are two of the nicest guys in the yeah, world. super nice They guy. both have that in common. They're both from Hawaii, both monsters. Yeah. No, Max could, especially at 145, because Connor's never going back there. For for Max, he could he could be a BJ Penn type. Yeah, I wonder if he challenges Connor. No, if child, if Connor comes back, who knows? What did Connor do? Did he just get in a brawl in a bar? Is that real? Oh, so you know, in Dana White's scrum, he goes, "Listen, it's a, if it was that big, there'd be more video of it." Dana goes, "I, I I'm Dana's basically saying I'm skeptical. Hip wise, that happened." People that I know in Dublin and that are blowing me up are saying, dude, it's real. Connor's in a bit of trouble because he has a friend from one area of Ireland that's in this mafia and that got beat up by these guys. Connor finds out the guys who beat up his friend are in this bar. So Connor comes in there, beats the hell out of that guy. Well, that guy's associated with this, you know, pretty intense mafia family over there. So now there's a hit out on Connor is what they're saying. What? Yes. For 900 grand. What? Mm-hmm. Now, how much of that is true? How much of it is speculation? I'm not sure. Holy shit. And because on, on my podcast, I, I was like, you know, I don't know. It sounds like a bunch of hoopla. People just want to be associated. And then I have so many people me up going, bro, here's the background of the guys that he's messing with. And they've done some gnarly shit. Like there's a, a boxing uh, promotion that they just came in dressed as like masked men and shot up the whole thing. They're like, They're, he's dealing with gnarly dudes. Whoa. But then, uh, again, I guess in Dublin, especially Connor being who he is, you can have these associations with this underground world, stuff like that. What are you trying to say about Dublin, bro? It's awesome. It's my favorite <laughs> place I've ever been. Man, that is terrible. That's a terrible scene. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to believe. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I don't, you know, and Dana, again, said this in a scrum. It's always fascinating when Dana does those scrums because it's all hearsay stuff like that but then they go you know what's next for Connor? you got to fight for him he goes listen man the guy's a hundred million dollars in the bank fighting yeah. sucks yeah i don't know if he's ever gonna get punched in the face again he has a hundred million dollars it's a legit point it's a totally legit point but a hundred million dollars can go a lot faster than you think if you like the ball because here's the thing you don't really get a hundred million dollars you get a hundred million dollars but then you got to pay taxes. You got to pay your trainer fee. You got to pay whatever you pay your manager. So what let's percentage? say a seventy. You wouldn't have seventy. If After you have taxes. Yep. Nope. 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 So if you make a hundred in America, in America, if you make a hundred, I mean, like realistically, I think it's everything over two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year is taxed. 30? Find out what that is. Thirty five percent. Thirty eight percent or something like that. And then you know you got to think. He's got managers and trainers and agents. And when you make – here's a question that I should know the answer to, but I do not. When you make money, if you're from Ireland, you make money in America, do you have to pay taxes in America? Because I know you have to do that if you make money in Canada. If you make money in Canada, like you do gigs in Canada, you have to pay taxes I in Canada. I have to pay taxes in Dublin yeah. and, mm-hmm. and England and Australia when I did comedy And then you also there. have to pay those taxes when you get home. You have to pay your own taxes. Correct. Yeah. So, so I don't know if you get double tax, but there's ways around it. So let's say- So let's say make 60. 40. Let's get to 60. I was going to say 40. Okay. Being cool. Let's be cool. So but remember 40, has 40, $40 million. But, but that's just based off of the fight. Now think about his endorsements. He can go through $40 million in three years. If you're a complete, he's a maniac. Fucking moron. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, if Bro. you're if you're the same type of guy that is Conor McGregor, 
I, I don't know about that because in, we're, we're basing off his Instagram, which is a persona of him, right? right. So bit. you so you see the Royals Royces, the, these watches, a lot of the stuff. Remember, a lot of those Royals Royces, people give to him. Right. They he, donated them. Remember, he's he's renting this because he was standing on one of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're like, bro, like, hey, we gave that for you for the day. You're shitting on a Rolex. But um, or Royals Royce. Yeah. I, so I, I think I don't know if he's that stupid with his money. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, if that's the case, if he's not really completely balling out of control and all those Bentley photos and everything like that is all just for show and it's part of the persona and part of the act, that makes sense. Well, if that's the case and he just wants to live like a fairly large, uh, he's, he's living large. Forever. Don't get me wrong. Right. He's, he's living, but he's not Mike Tyson stupid. But John he's, Jones, stupid. but he's private jet stupid, right? And he's like again, a lot of that can be borrowed. Yeah, it could be. I mean, not even saying private jet stupid. If you got $100 million, do whatever the fuck you want, sir. Correct. What I'm saying is if you want it to last for the rest of your days. Well, if you just invest it right, you're, you're straight. See, the other thing is that the amount of possibility for him to make money, it's so staggering right now that I don't see that this is going to be the end of his career. I just do not agree with anybody that thinks he's not going to fight again. I think you're crazy. I think he's going to get bored. I think he's going to want a challenge. I think he's going to realize there's a tremendous amount of money out there to be made. I'm not crazy. Dana White's crazy because I think he's going to fight again. Yeah. Dana said he doesn't think he's going to fight again. Fighting sucks. Those, those aren't my words. I actually think he's going to fight again because I think he's more than just about money. Yeah. I think he's more about his legacy and what, what his, you know, his kind of footmark in the sport is. And I think he knows he has to defend that 155-pound title. But then he also knows Manny Pacquiao called him out, and he can go make a quick, whatever, 50, 60 million fighting Pacquiao. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities there. But I also know for a fact he has a shitload of opportunities in Hollywood as well, nonstop. Damn. So it, for, he's going to be fine either way. As long as he doesn't get shot by a Dublin gangster, he should be fine. Yeah. Fuck, man. The, the other thing is is – GSP's not fighting Whitaker. GSP's, the rumor mill, from what I hear, is he, he might want to see if he can cut to, 50, uh, to cut to 70, see if he can still get to 70 and do a super fight with Connor there. Connor? See, that's what I had said. I'd said that that's Connor versus GSP up. would be like the biggest financial boom. If I was WME, I'd be like, "Listen, can we make this happen." That's what they want to do. Come on. That's that that <clears throat> in a in a dream situation. That's what all sides would want to have happen. And GSP he's taking time off now, but I know he's going to see if he can cut to seventy to possibly make that happen. Wow. He should be able to do it. Don't you think? Or is he get? He, he is too thick. thicker than the Three Musketeers right now. He was. Thick city in that yeah. Bisbing fight. He was pretty jacked. It's a lot of. Uh, well, he must be doing a lot of strength and conditioning. Yeah, a lot of fucking. I mean, he's a muscular dude. He's getting older too, so the weight comes on. Yeah, but I wonder what he's doing for like his weightlifting routine. He just have to get <clears throat> super strict. Also, I bet I bet he could do it, especially at seventy, if you know he realizes the possibilities on on a super fight like Connor. Because have you seen the numbers on his fight with Bisbing? No. Uh, I think uh, it came in at about 865. That's not bad. Not great, though. It's not as good as he could do. <clears throat> well, it's um, not, it's not as good as it, the, the, the pay-per-view blockbuster stars. No. But it's not what being they're out hoping. for four years. See, the thing is, and you and I were talking about this, is that we both agreed, like, there's a lot of fans that are fans now that don't have a fucking clue who he is. 
at least didn't before that fight. No, they They're came post in with Ronda. Ronda yeah. yeah. Post Ronda and post Connor. I think Ronda brought a gigantic group in, and then Connor brought another even more gigantic group in. And especially the kids today that are like 18, 19, 20, 21, they have no fucking idea. No clue. You have to be hardcore to know who GSP is. Correct. But now they know. Now they know he's the middleweight champ. Holy shit, he came back. People will talk, and it'll build it up, and then the next one will be bigger. I think he uh, – see, I, even if he fought Whitaker, I don't think it breaks a million. Even now. I think you're um, you're probably in the ballpark. I think it's I think probably going to be close to a million. I think he does fight. A, around eight fifty to 900 again. It's, it might be a little better. Maybe it's in Australia. Yeah. It's a pay-per-view. I think he has to have a, a partner, a dance partner like Connor to break a million. Hmm. Well, the the Connor fight would be a million if Connor fought oh, your mom. Oh my! I mean, yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah, yeah. No, if Connor <laughs> and Jamie fought, it'd be two million. Yeah, it's, two million. Especially now. Yeah. Anything he does after that Floyd Mayweather, there's so much, you know, just hype. Everyone wants to see his next move. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna be biggest UFC of all time. Yeah, just for that, boy. But yeah, there's I, not a lot of like giant matchups right now that are looming that make me excited more than that one does. Connor versus GSP is like whoa. That's like a like I want to sit down and think about that one for a while. Like, but, but, whoa. Well, see, I have thought down and thought about it, and it's it's not a, a great fight for Connor. Seventy is not where Connor belongs, especially no, with the gorilla. greatest welterweight of all time who can grapple his balls off. Grapple his balls off. He gets you to the ground. He's gonna fuck you up. He's not gonna great. fuck you up. He's so much stronger. George is so big now. <clears throat> when I put my arm around him when I was doing the interviews with him at the weigh-ins, I was like, what in the fuck? This, and this is like weighed in, rehydrated all day, and then I get to him at like 6 o'clock, which is what they're doing now, which is kind of interesting. But I was like, wow, he's like 200 pounds plus. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's way bigger than he used to be. And like everybody thought that Bisping was going to have this big advantage over him size-wise. But when you see George, George also has a very long style, keeps his weight, legs wide, yes. bounces around a lot in and out. And so he, he accomplishes a lot. With his like his distance and his ability to close the distance, it's like the the size, strength, and reach advantage that Bisping had just didn't play in at all. That being said, though Bisping, I mean not Bisping, um, GSP has no business being a middleweight. That's not the land for him. Um, Robert Whitaker's a dangerous fight for him at one eighty five. It, but it's really the only fight. And granted, yeah. he's the champ. That's the size isn't that big of a deal. The problem is he's in his prime. He's young, hits like a Mack truck. And he, oh, and he's good at everything. He's good at everything, and he fires fucking bombs at your face. Like, he's trying to bombs knock over you back out. Day. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's technical striking just to the opening is there. It's, it's very interesting with uh, Whitaker because he's the smaller guy at 85. In, in the land of the dinosaurs right now, the land of the giants with Rock Hold, you got uh, Yoel, Jacare, all these monsters. Weidman's a big boy. You have all those yeah. monsters. Then you have a guy like GSP who's your interim champion. And then you got Kelvin that people are talking about. Where Kelvin's the undersized guy too. Where well, GSP is not the interim champion. He's the legit champion. Whitaker's the interim champion. That's true. Which is such bullshit. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. So you so you have two champions, right? But I'm <laughs> such bullshit. Is it though? Yeah, it's bullshit. What's bullshit about it? Take four years off. You jump the queue. You fight right. a guy that's perfect matchup for right. you, and you win. Well, you we got didn't Whitaker know that, who walked through fucking right, but monster land. But in his defense, he couldn't fight then. He's injured. I know, I'm just saying. Right. But they, if they could not have made the Whitaker versus Bisping fight any earlier, because Whitaker's knee was fucked up. I mean, he, True. He, he had a serious, so there was no fight to be made other than this in the middleweight division, unless you wanted to have Yoel, who just fought for the title f and lost, 
fight Bisping for the real title after he lost for the interim title. That doesn't necessarily make sense. As Heaven far as, forbid we should wait. Well, I think Heaven that, forbid, let's rush everything. Did, didn't you enjoy the, the GSP fight? Yeah, I did. So what, yeah, I'm not what, a hater. What's the, uh, what's the uh, objecting? Uh, there's no objecting. I'm just saying <laughs> as far as, uh, to me, a real, the real champion at 85 would be Whitaker. I don't it's give Bis- I don't give GSP that title. I do because he knocked out Bisping, Rock- knocked out Rockhold. It's really simple. Rockhold was absolutely the world champion. Bisping, Correct. Bisping absolutely knocked him out. Correct. And then he beat Dan Henderson, which and- is which is an argument uh, there. Yeah, it's a little bit of argument. We like it as. Yeah. Oh, guys who are yeah. Dan Henderson fans, but yeah. let's be real. Let's be was real. he the, the number one guy in the world right. at that time to fight for the no. weight title? It was Probably exciting not. to give Bisping what he wanted, which is a shot at redemption. Yeah, but he Great did fight. win. He won the fight, although Dan thought he won. You know, I could see Dan definitely hurt him more. Oh my God. Definitely how about Bisping's chin? Yeah, incredible. And what Dan said after the fight, I wish they judged fights on how the other guy looks after the That's fight. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because he didn't have a scratch on him. Bis- Bisping should go down as the top three middleweights of all time just based off doing this with one fucking eye. People yeah. don't realize he has one eye, man. What he's doing is insane. Yeah, he's got oil in his right eye, right? To keep his retina He's a in maniac, place. man. He's one of the best of all time to me. Retinas are scary shit, man. Scary shit. Scary shit when that stuff starts I'm going just saying, you. if you look at what Whitaker has done to become champion, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little more impressive to well, me. Well, it's a little more impressive because he beat Yoel Romero. And he beat Yoel Romero in a fucking tough fight. And he beat him after Yoel Romero hyper-extended his leg and blew his knee out in the first round. And before that, he starched Jacare. Starched. Starched him. Starched Easily. Him. Yeah. So it's like, you but know, he's walked through the fire. This same thing with Francis Gano. You know, like, you got to walk through that fire, man, to me, mm-hmm. to, to get agree. there. I agree. So, but that's not the world we live in. But yeah, with, but you got to make the Bisping fight. If I was uh, the UFC, I would have made that fight. GSP says he wants to come back and fight Bisping. Bisping says, I want to get that big payday. Me too. I go, let's make this me fight. Me too. Let's I'm with you. Fight. I'm with you. I, I make the fight too. I make the fight too. And what's interesting is you have these small, the, you know, the, you have the smaller guy being the champ right now. And for Kelvin, he doesn't match up great with anyone freaking six through one, but right. he does match up great with the champ. So you got to yeah. decide what you want to do with him. Because Kelvin can be yeah. world champion at 70, not at 85. Unless okay. he fights with Hold Whitaker. on. Hold on. You don't think that Kelvin could beat GSP? GSP's not fighting 85. Okay. Though. But he's the champ. He, it doesn't matter. GSP, though, is. Do you think he can beat Matt Hughes? We should have that conversation because GSP is going to fight it. But wait a minute. No, but GSP is the 185 pound champ. Who's Kelvin never going to fight there? Is competing at 185. But that's what it is. What do you got here? Oh, the order? Just the order. Where's Kelvin? Ninth. He's down at number nine. Yeah. I think he should be a little higher. He just knocked out the former champ, Michael Bisping, who's number two. That doesn't make any sense. I don't care if Bisping was coming off of a tough fight with GSP. It's I mean, definitely probably hampered his performance. He should be at seven. There's no way well, Kelvin I, should be at nine and Bisping is at two. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe but, they didn't update it. I'll hold up. But okay. you're saying Kelvin should be at two? That's crazy. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying Where is there's no him? way that Bisping should be two if Kelvin just knocked him out. And Kelvin's nine. That doesn't make sense. What's the point of having a ranking? Kelvin then? shouldn't be nine, but he should, he be past should as fuck shouldn't be two. He should be past Bisping. Ooh, that's tough. What no, about the not. body of work? No, he just knocked him out. It doesn't matter. The ranking is where are you at right now? If a guy beats you in a basketball tournament, right? Isn't he, doesn't he move forward? Correct. guy beats you in a wrestling tournament. Doesn't he move forward? Yeah, we don't look at someone's past and say, this is who you are forever. We look at your present performance. The last performance that Michael Bisping had was against Kelvin Gaslam. Kelvin beat him in a decisive, very clear, and dominating way. 
he moves ahead. Was that he's the best piss being though? Doesn't matter. Oh, you don't he, care about any of that He's stuff. ranked higher. We All we can go on is the contest itself. The contest itself was very obviously won by Kelvin in a spectacular way. But bing! He drops that right jab in and that straight left hand. Nasty. Oh! Amazing performance. Amazing Kelvin's performance. Kelvin's a monster. He's ahead of Bisping. Fact. Okay. I'll, Anybody who says differently. That's fine. I'll, that's fine. Fucking you, crazy. That you can put him ahead of Bisping. However, you can't put him at number two middleweight no. in the world. No, I wouldn't. Because I think Weidman's in the mix. Yoel Romero's Weidman in the mix. Weidman beat him. Yes. Jock Ray's a bad matchup. Luke Rockhold yeah. is a monster of that yep. division. Luke well, Rockhold, the, mm-hmm. if I had to put money on somebody, Luke Rockhold's going to be the champion of that division. He could be. He very co- well could be. Or David Branch almost took him out. Remember that? David uh, Branch hurt him. Almost had him took stunned. out who? Luke Rockhold. Oh, come on. He had on. him hurt. Uh, you don't think he had him hurt? Uh, not that bad. I think he had him hurt. I think he had him hurt, but Rockhold showed what a fucking animal he is and came through it. But what happens if someone like Yoel Romero catches him like that? What happens if someone like Robert Whitaker catches him like that? With Rockhold? Anything, my thing is Rockhold is a beast, but anything can happen in that division when these guys are that good. Even David Branch, what I'm saying, who's, not, who's a very good fighter and hadn't lost in like five years. World Series again, though. Yeah, again. But gave... Until he got tired, gave Rockhold a very tough experience. He came at like him. Ro- yes, he came at him. It wasn't like Rockhold dominated remember, the though, fight. Remember, Rockhold had a long ass layoff. He's he doing did. the modeling yep. thing. He, yep. did, he he wanted this sort of yep. matchup. He wanted this sort of money. Mm-hmm. And then that long ass layoff. Then you fight this what middleweight champion, light heavyweight champion for yeah. the World Series, and he that it's his biggest fight of all time. Yep. He brings it towards Rockhold. Rockhold weathered the storm, and then just took over. When the storm took took his him back down, and smashed him, smashed him, smashed him. Henzo Gracie Black. My point is that that he broke absolutely him. he did. He definitely did. He, broke him. he wore him down too. He was like he was exhausted by the That's time. That's basically after how long yeah. off? Fourteen months off. Mm-hmm. Which you know. Now he's a, one of the most <clears throat> underrated guys, especially at getting you down and holding you down. Look what he did to Lyoto Machida. Look what he did to Weidman. Yeah, look man. what he did to David Branch. Those guys are all very good at the ground, and he smashes them. And you go back to Strike Force days. His, his uh, uh, Jock Ray fights. Uh, Tim Kennedy. You know he's yeah. fought the best of the best. Man. He's definitely been a savage his entire career. But, but you still have size. to real, you still have to realize Bisping did knock him out. And you know what, man? You're in a, a division where you're talking about a ton of psychos. Like you got Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero, Chris Weidman. You got GSP if he decides to stay in the division, but you don't think he will. But Never. Okay, he's the champ. But you got Whitaker's the champ. You got you got these killers, and then Luke Rockhold might be the best out of all of them. Yes, but he might not be. We really don't know. I mean, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about them. I'm excited about you look at him on paper. You go, yeah, Rockhold might be the best of the bunch. But goddamn, it's hard to root against Whitaker. It's hard to bet against that guy. Yeah, I'm done betting against Whitaker. Especially after he stuffed all the fucking takedowns from Yolo Romero with one knee. I'm on that Whitaker train just like I'm on the Darren Till train. Yeah. I've 80, been, 85, 70, and 55 in the UFC is so goddamn good right now. So competitive. It's the best it's ever been. Light heavyweight, the worst it's ever been. Heavyweight, land of the dinosaurs. But 55, <laughs> 70, 85. Pull up that Emil Meek Kamaru Usman fight. We should find out if that fight's actually been canceled. It hasn't been canceled. He's trying to get his uh, visa. Yeah, he hasn't. Fucking Donald Trump. Let him in. I know, Let man. Let the guy do his thing. Jesus Christ, he's a Viking. I'm a Meek he's fan. He's your people. I'm a Meek yeah. fan. Yeah, I'm a Meek fan. Too. Dude, at 70. Good luck at 70. Yeah. Good luck at 70. That's Murder what we were just row. saying. Kamaru Usman is fucking terrifying, and no one's even talking about him because there's so many killers in that. Here we go. Emil Meek explains status of 219 fight with Kamaru Usman, visa issues. <clears throat> so he's just hoping. 
Yeah. So hoping they could sort that, it out. That, that must be tough going through training camp. Either a 10-day thing or it takes six months or anything in between. That's all the OC office just told me to have patience. The question is not about if I'm going to get it or not. It's just when I get it and if I can get it in time. Well, I hope it can, you know. That's uh, <clears throat> I mean, it feels like the you know, should have some fucking power. That's what there. I'm saying. Can yeah, we can we get someone to make some make calls? Some calls, take somebody else. Get to my dinner? boy Meek so, into the yeah, goddamn oh. states. Unrelated, but also news. What is this? Uh, we have tried to get this. Uh, uh, Shane Carwin retired. Oh, uh, wow! It seems like there are no in, no interesting fights, and I'm not getting younger. Let me explain. Let me just lay my gloves down right here. On oh, uh, he did it on Reddit. Wow. An hour ago. Wait, why is he done though? Thank you to each and every one of you. It's odd to be healthy and unable to compete yet able to compete when so unhealthy. I guess we end, I don't know what that means. I think he made a mistake there. With never, oh, I guess we end with never knowing what could have been. Somber would be the best way to describe the emotion. Thank you all for the love, the insults, and the great times. I will sink back into the mode of being a Redditor and my quest to become a mod here. He's sort of making a little joke there. <clears throat> I am also on the hunt for a large fedora. <laughs> I'm like an eight and a half in hats. Eight and a half my ass, Shane. <laughs> Seriously, thank you all from the bottom of my heart for being, ama- for being amazing and for making this sport amazing. I thought he was retired. I and then I thought like, he was coming back out to try and fight. Did Beltor just tell him no or something? No, I thought he was in that, right? Yeah, I think he, he just put his name in the hat. He just called out Mitrione. He just, like two days ago, he just said he wanted to fight. As the ultimate. Well, here's what it's weird. It says, it's odd to be healthy and unable to compete, yet able to compete when so unhealthy. I mean, it's odd that he's healthy now and he can't get a fight. Did they, that means the commissioner, maybe someone told him he can't fight? Or maybe Beltor was like, no, nah, we're good, son. Well, I wouldn't ever say he couldn't fight in terms of like the punishment he's taken. I mean, it was like the Junior Dos Santos fight was tough to watch. That was a tough one. That was a tough one to watch. He's had some tough fights, but I mean, a lot of guys have. If, if you're going to let Oberyn fight how could you not let Shane Carwin fight unless it's like the spinal surgery stuff yeah I'm, I'm not sure what's going on that but but also he could fight in Ryzen I would imagine that they would take clear him but, anybody but you know that they had an issue with him where he was getting divorced and he had some personal issues apparently they were saying yeah and he had to pull out of their tournament remember yeah he had and, that fight and they were very upset giant. They they're very upset at him. Oh, that he backed out. Yeah, and they said they said some things about him, you know, not having warrior spirit or some oh, crazy shit like that. For sure, relax, rising shit happens. <sighs> yeah, I mean, not only that, you don't even have so many fucking heavyweights. Yeah, you're also rising, so let's relax and, and have Shane Carwin back though. Have Shane Carwin over there and let him go crazy. Him pro Wild West. Take that, Golden Snitch. Yeah, just full on Mexican. Yeah, let's see what happens. Let the party roll. Let's mix it up. Especially, I mean, Shane's in his 40s, right? How old is Shane? Hell yeah, he's in his 40s. Yeah. yeah. Let it roll. Let it roll. Ryzen's the spot. I mean, look, we should have a steroid league. We should have a league where some people are not. Daniel Cormier says, for, faces Volkan Ozdemir at UFC 220 in Boston. Ooh. Six minutes ago. Ooh, uh, ooh wow. Breaking news, folks. Breaking news. Ozdemir's scary, but there's a, there's a guy who's got the quickest rise to the top ever. This is my face for that fight. You don't care? I care. I'm lukewarm on it. With Ozdemir, I love DC. I love, I love DC. DC, and I wish he was a bigger star, and he should be a bigger star. And I, but I, you know, he's gonna be phenomenal as a commentator, and I think he flies through Ozdemir. Do you really? Yes, easily. I think Ozdemir's dangerous for anybody, man. Anybody. 
Good luck dealing with DC when he gets you in it's that true. clinch. It's true. It's true. DC's, DC's the a best monster. Light heavyweight of all time, not named John Jones. Whoa. Strong words. Who's better? Nobody. He was a heavyweight after champion. He twice. Yeah. He rumbled twice. Beat Gustafson. He was a heavyweight champion. Force, Grand Prix. And that, yeah. think about the people in that Grand Prix. Yeah. Remember we did to Josh Barnett? Granted, oh, yeah. Josh Barnett had a broken hand, but. Threw him up in the air. Remember we did to poor Dan Henderson? How, I by do. the way, DC, how dare you treat our legend like that? <laughs> how dare you take an old weather Dan Henderson, spike him on his head, you he son of a bitch? Him. I mean, he ragdolled him. I love DC, man. I, I like that fight for DC. I'm an Ozdemir fan. I think it'd be hilarious if he's champ because he has 700 Twitter followers. But I think <laughs> that DC is going to mop the floor with him. Interesting. Unless it's a bar in Florida, then it's a different story. I'm just interested in seeing what happens if um, if he gets hit. Because Ozdemir is very fast and hits very hard and has a shocking reaction. Dude, when, DC's when been hit, hit him, hard. Oh, for sure. Rumble rocked Rumble him. rocked him. Rocked him. Rock hit him with that overhand right in the first fight and head kicked him in the second fight. Yeah, remember he sat yep. him down. Yep. DC popped up. Yeah. No, but DC's a monster. No doubt. I'm just interested because I think Ozdemir really does have special power. You, you, you see him hit people. You're like, Jesus. And according to everybody that watched him and Rumble train, like he was the guy to train with Rumble all the time. He's one of the few guys that want to spar with and Rumble. And what they say about it? So they went to war. Really? Yeah. I'd watch that. I would watch that. I would watch Dude, that. Dude, how they about They said that's this? one of the reasons why Ozdemir is so good. So Ozdemir the Rumble? was like training with Rumble. He was like, everybody's scared of Rumble. How did, how, not be scared of Rumble? How did they not just knock each other out every day? I think they're smart. They, they hit each other just hard enough to like let each other know they're hitting each other. And look, you want a valuable sparring partner. I mean, don't if you, break your toys. Yeah, look, it's benefiting the both of them. Dude, obviously, here's one for you. Ooh. How about Rumble wants to come back at heavyweight? Rumble Stipe for the curveball. Here's the thing: you can't really do that because he just fought as a light heavyweight and then quit and said, "I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah, and then he comes back. back and fights at heavyweight. Yeah, he's back, bro. <sighs> he said he doesn't like fighting. Says the one getting hit. He doesn't yeah, like that's, wrestling, that's sweaty men. What do you say? I don't like fighting, but I'm yeah. back. I mean, what happened was like that first retirement of all, life ain't fun, is it? It's not. It's boring, right? And that it depends was, who you are. Mike's great. And he knows he could be champion too. Like he really does have championship skills. You know, I mean, he's got now he does for yeah. sure. He well, un- unquestionably has enough power to knock out any human being. If, on the D- if DC and John Jones are out. Yeah, he's he's the guy. If DC got hit with that uppercut that Glover got hit with, he goes night night too. That's in- so with John Jones. But those guys are too smart for that. Right? They don't fight right. that style. They well, they didn't. Yeah, Glover was too easy to hit for him. But I think he realizes that anybody in the world. I mean, he literally he might doesn't have a hundred percent chance to beat anybody in the world. But he might have. Have you no, 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 not a hundred percent chance to no, beat no. anybody in the world. But I'm saying he might have like a 60% chance. Like in any fight with anybody, he could connect with a bomb and put your fucking lights out. He's that powerful. So that alone in his head means like if he fought John Jones 60% of the time, he might be able to catch John Jones. It might be. Yeah. If he caught John Jones or anybody, he hits so fucking hard. But he definitely froze up against DC, and in the second fight, he did not look like a guy who was there to do or die. Did he hit that path that they keep... Jacking off to? Did he hit the pad? I would like to see that. I'd like to see that. At, you think but, he hits harder than Ngannou? <sighs> Ngannou's a lot bigger than him, man. Yeah, but Anthony Johnson, I feel a lot more, he's more explosive. Especially, when you you put Anthony Johnson on that healthy diet, and he's the 240 Anthony Johnson, Yeah, he's going to hit like a Mack truck. Very interesting to see him Dude, at heavyweight. Francis Rumble Johnson, ah! black on black power. No! 
Kaepernick no. could show up for that bitch. You gotta, it would be Rumble's got to have ridiculous. a fight in heavyweight. Nah, a fight. It's just awesome. Oh, my God. He's ready to go. No, 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 no. No, you get him that Russian dude that likes to choke people. <laughs> <laughs> Who lets people mouth? Oh, he's, he's a light heavyweight. He's a heavyweight. No, he's a heavyweight. He's a heavyweight. <laughs> he's a heavyweight. I'm, heavyweight. Right. I'm right. Yeah, yeah you, you get beat, him that, you beat you Brown. That guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, give, yeah. Him, that, yeah, give that, him that guy. Give him that poor soul. <laughs> the, the Russian has no idea. I fight black men and just fucking get starched. <sighs> yeah, that would be interesting. It's an interesting My fight. God, it's see what happens. That guy. It's, I want to see what happens. Give him that guy. Give him that guy. Give him somebody who's, you know... Give him the guy that encourages mount so he can get a choke. The guy's going to come after him. The guy's going to come after him. Alexi Olenek. Yes, powerful Alexi. Yeah. Deep in his 40s. (laughs) (laughs) Same hairline as Brian Callen. Dude, 52 and 11. He's been through the fucking The ringer. You think he gives a fuck about how hard Rumble hits? No, he'll take that fight. You know, like a dick fight all day until day two day constrictor. Notice. Fucking right, the boa. Yeah, that would be a fun fight. He might be my hip for a heavyweight, heavyweight man. Who the fuck knows? What if he gets rumbled down? What if he gets rumbled down? We see him in side mount working on a rear naked <laughs> choke from the side. Yeah, Rumble's in trouble. That motherfucker. Oh, he gets a hold of your neck. Rumble's in trouble if you get mount on him, man. He that guy's a monster. <laughs> He's a monster from the bottom, isn't he? I'm sure he yeah. choked that dude out from his back. Yeah, it's mounted. Great. He gave it to him. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, he's a he's a squeezer. There's certain dudes that just can squeeze your neck in a way. Nah, Rumble in the first round might be the most dangerous man Ooh. in the world. Yeah, I wonder maybe look. I mean, I don't know how much weight he was cut to make 205. But if he's really walking around at 230, 235, and that doesn't have to cut anything, he might be better at heavyweight. So I'm saying let's give him on that punch meter. <laughs> yeah, Francis. Just give him a good fight, a Verdum. Frumpo Verdum. Dude, Verdum, Verdum would kill your dreams, man. <laughs> Verdum's a motherfucker. Verdum's a motherfucker. He is, man. He can strike. Yep. Best on the world on the ground. Mm-hmm. He's huge. Yeah. You yeah. don't give a fuck about the golden snitch because he's never been caught. Doesn't yeah. take anything. Yeah, you got some issues. For Doom comes hunting for you. And that jujitsu is just on another planet, dude. How about how about <laughs> how about when uh, what fight was that that backed out? Oh, the Black Beast. We're supposed yeah, to fight Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, huge yeah. Derek Lewis fan. We're talking about Derek Lewis yeah. social media. Is that the best? Might be the best. His fucking his Instagram for a fighter page might is be the best. hilarious. He's hilarious. Hilarious. Shout out to Derek Lewis. Shout out to the Black Beast. You're he puts up some hilarious. Shit on Instagram. I want him to fight soon. But remember, oh Derek God. Lewis was fight for Doom. Then the like hours for the fight, like guy, oh, he can't do it. So they just filled in random homeboy. Yeah, and he was just happy Walt to Harris. be there. Walt Harris. Yeah, Walt Harris just had no business fucking in there. Doom got what? the squeeze on him. Yeah. He you. Yeah, just fucking. It's a beautiful transition when he took his back and then took the arm off the back. It was like he was like, teaching his students in Venice yeah. about the arm. I show you it's how fucking easy. I show you how. <laughs> it was so easy for him. Uh, there's a payday. Then fights that Russian goes five rounds yeah that's why he won't be ready to fight stipe in uh boston i wonder if he would he would might be he? okay yes. you think five rounds i don't know january tabora caught him a few times but it never got rocked T- tabora was outclassed yeah, yeah he's he just not got, that level yet. he never got hurt no and uh you know verdoom won if he didn't get injured boston is january who knows? Talk to him in a couple weeks. How you feeling, bro? Especially for a title shot. Yeah. How you feeling, Doom's bro? Doom's probably down. 
Who knows? He won't fight Stipe for the title. He won't wait to, for this monster Francis that we're not sure about. Yeah, it all depends on how much damage he took in that fight. He did get leg kicked a few times. You know Verdun's down, though, man. Yeah, you know he is. But did he get hurt? Like, is there anything fucked up in his wrist? Is his elbow okay? You know, little shit that happens in a fight that nobody even knows about. The training camps. Yeah. And, and during a fight as well, right? So what else is going on this weekend? There's those, those fights. There's Holloway, Edgar, which is very interesting. There's Gagey versus Eddie Alvarez. That's, a, that's, that's the one that I'm most excited to see. Cejudo Pettis. Cejudo Pettis. That's the one I wanted to talk about. That's another one. And Paul Felder and Charles Oliveira for the FS1 prelims. That's another very interesting one. Because Oliveira just got done. He was, he was fighting at 45, two drain at 45, and just choked out Will Brooks. Remember that? Yes. Will we, Brooks having a tough time tough in the UFC Tough time now. in the UFC. I thought he was going to do really well, too, with Nick his fighting Lentz style. Nick Lenz caught him. Yeah. Nick Lenz caught him in a guillotine. He's had a tough go over in the UFC. Yeah. Um, look, man, this is the highest level of the game, for sure. Well, a lot of, it's weird, because Brooks having a tough time in the UFC, and a lot of UFC guys are having a tough time in Bellator. Mm-hmm. The, different divisions. I different, think 70 still, is probably the strongest over there in Bellator. 70 right now, especially with Rory McDonald there, I think is as strong as it gets. I think you got Douglas Lima, you got Rory McDonald, you you got like Michael Venom Lorenz Page. Larkin, you got Michael Venom Page, you got Paul Daly, who just knocked out Lorenz Larkin. You got a, a gang of fucking assassins. Uh, Paul's the most limited because of his ground game. Yes. You know, when a guy like Rory gets you down, like he showed how to beat Paul, you know, um, that's just, but if you stand with Paul, he's got a chance. A get, idea. He's got a chance against anybody in the you world. You know, they're doing uh, Daly versus Michael Venom and Page. Ooh. They, they are going to do each that. Other. They hate each yeah, other. They hate each they other. They are going to do that? Yeah. That's, that's a great a, fight. That's a crazy fight. Great fight. And you know Roy McDonald wants to be an alternate in the heavyweight tournament. Yeah, he's out of his fucking mind. It's crazy. Think about him mind. versus, you know, fucking Mitrione or something He's out like of his that. fucking mind. Yeah, those guys are huge. They're huge. He's more technical than yeah, but whatever. at a certain point, doesn't matter. How much does he weigh? Roy's maybe 190. 95? If maybe. he eats a lot of fucking Krispy yeah. Kreme? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just a bad idea. Yeah, you know Roy's so gangster, though. Yeah, he is. But there's some gorillas in that division. Well, think if they let Shane in. Think about Shane versus Chael Sonnen. Who's going to sanction that fight? Yeah. It's a well, terrible he's fighting idea. Rampage. He's fighting that's Rampage. A, that seems kind of crazy, too. Does it? That makes more sense to me. At least Rampage fought at light heavyweight. And that's Chael, true. similar. That's true. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know why they made Matt and Roy on the same, the the, the first round. I would have I would have put them on opposite sides of the round. Because we've seen that For in sure. UFC. I would put them on opposite sides. Well, I think they wanted that fight to happen. They wanted that rematch to happen. You know, and I, I think Mitrione, right? Like, if I, was, if I was in the Fedor camp, who's Fedor fighting first? Frank Mir. Mm, that's a dangerous fight. Hell yeah, it's a dangerous fight. Dangerous fight, son. That's a dangerous fight. Then you got King Mo, Ryan Bader. Especially under non-snitch-like testing. <laughs> well, that that whole that whole tournament. Yeah, it's non-snitch-like. <clears throat> oh, yeah. hold up, son. Well, okay. So you got Quentin Rampage Jackson, Chael Sonnen. That's at the forum. So that's the that's the California Commission. They're strict as fuck. But hmm. the Mohegan Sun Arena, Mitrione Roy Nelson, suspect. And then <laughs> Allstate Arena. What city is that in? Where's Allstate? Know. But if I was. If I was Fedor, I'd only want to do it in the middle of the Indian Reservation. Yeah, we're doing it. I want to be as far from the outskirts as possible. Yeah, we fight an inclusive casino. Yeah, we're going to move the arena (laughs) to the virtual center. Yeah. 
But a but a, a juiced up Frank versus juiced up Fedor. That's a dream match. Where's that uh, All State Arena? Chicago. Rose Chicago. Rose oh. They got a good uh, athletic mm. commission. Might be fucked. Mm. They got to get those doctors that they brought in for that Icarus movie. Out of all out of all the goddamn fights, how does Mitrio and Roy, the two guys who have never tested hot, end up in Mohegan Sun? Maybe because they knew they didn't have to worry about them testing. Yeah, I know, but you put Fedor and Frank in Mohegan. But they don't want them to be able to, to go fucking hardcore. All right, then you don't want to have fun. That's fine. <laughs> all right, Scott, do your thing, man. Do your thing, Scott. You know I love you. Do your thing, man. I would have that inclusive <clears throat> casino, juice to the gills, old yeah. day, pride days. Old days, right. And how is Bobby Lashley on that tournament? That's a tr- good point. I get why Chet Conga's not on it. A little boring. Bobby Lashley is the one that go, yeah, just, um, yeah. We just can't. <laughs> Bobby, come on. Bobby, <laughs> just come on. Nobody Bob. thinks you're clean. Bob. Nobody. Dude, he's never you're failed a test. Mom. Never you're failed a test. Mama. Dude. What do you think? Am I clean? Boy, you know you ain't clean. <laughs> dude, Bob, I would watch Bobby Fedor. Bobby Roy Nelson would be sick. Look at the size of that, dude. <clears throat> I, know he's, I know. I know. He's got great genetics. I know he works hard. He's skilled he, as a motherfucker, He's skilled too. as a motherfucker. Not Bobby, striking, Bobby Lashley grappling. is a grappling beast. But, One of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. But that... Is the body of a man who's been to the Mexican pharmacy. How dare you. Or had someone go for him. How dare you. Or bought it from a dude who went, that he got it at the gym. I mean, that's just, that's just steroids. But he's never failed. Oh, my get God. The, he's just get the fuck out of here, City. man. That's not even, that looks Check like those guys from Prometheus. Those dudes yes. from Prometheus that had those yes. ridiculous bodies that brought the DNA to Earth to yes. make new people. Those giant dudes. Yeah. Pull up one of them dudes for Prometheus and put it right by him. I love that movie, him. by the way. I love that movie. <laughs> put him right beside him, the Prometheus Jack dude. Or he looks like the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're but in jacked, that, bro. In that image, he like literally had the body of one of those Prometheus guys. Like right there with the shirt off by the ocean. Bang. Make that larger. <laughs> oh, there. Yeah. yeah. Look at him. He Perfect. does. He, he looks, looks identical. exactly like that. <laughs> he looks bigger. He's bigger than that guy. <laughs> He's thicker for He's sure. He's more jacked. Let's go. Come on, oh, son. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Look at the size of him. Well, come on. He's bigger. He's bigger. I would say Bobby Lashley steamrolls that dude from Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are j- huge, though, bro. Steamrolls Like nine feet tall. But look at the difference. If he's the same size as that guy, go one more Bobby Lashley. Fucked. You're God, fucked. Dog. He's, that's, but, but that's a real human. But, I'll, but the other can guy's you bring up Bobby real. Lashley college pick? He's always been jacked. Oh, I believe it. I mean, he's definitely got phenomenal genetics. But the idea that there ain't nothing going on but the rent. You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. You talk to Jimmy Smith about where they have him fight. Yeah, no, I know where they have him fight. Yeah. I just give the guy so, a break, hey, look, man. I'm giving the guy a break. I think he's awesome. But I think there's a reality to pride that made it exciting and made it fun. Correct. You know, and we're, I would like to see one of those things today, whether it's Ryzen or – look at the size of that dude. I mean, f- again, phenomenal genetics. Maybe he really is taking Gamma Labs. <laughs> <laughs> but, gamma Labs. But it's part of me – I want to go back to the old Arsenio Hall days. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> Well, if, if I mean, if, if we had look to, at the size of them up there, oh my with the, god, with the elbow straps above that's that. That's the WWE, the left, though. Bro. The left. I don't care. Go, go large on that picture. Okay, who's, who's more, Jack, so, Tim or Bob Sap? Oh my god, Bob Sap. 
in his prime. Bob Sapp in his prime was not even a human being. He was a science project, a full-on science he was project. Bane. He was B- Bane. Bob Sapp versus Nogara. Look at the size of Bobby Lashley. Go to Bob Sapp versus Nogara. There's a time where at the beginning of the fight, Nogara is standing there ready to fight, and Bob Sapp is standing there, and Bob Sapp's gloves look like miniature gloves because his body is this wide. And he's like cartoon. moving cartoon. towards him. Yeah. My, my only thing with Bobby Lashley is I've seen guys in the NFL who aren't hot that look like him. Oh, yeah, it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's totally possible. Bobby Lashley's also 40. Right? Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wrestle in the middle. Oh, oh my just God. Let, it, let it happen for the first round. Like, watch what comes out. Look at the fucking size of him. The spike and when he spiked Nogueira's neck. Yeah. He was so big. He was at one point in time, I think he was 300 plus pounds. I thought he was 400. Oh, I don't know about that, was he? He was 300 plus pounds with abs, like 350 or 375 with abs. Oh my God. They don't teach that at any gym in the world. Goosh! That's so bad for your neck. Oh, dude, that Nogueira almost had to retire because of that. Really? Yeah. It was the worst injury he's ever sustained. So what happened to his neck? Uh, di- bulging disc. He had to have surgery. Like that's, that's one of the things that really fucked Nogueira up. It's amazing that he still fought and won. And won. Amazing. God, no, Gara, man, one of the fucking greats. Savage. One and of the greats, man. He almost got taken out because of a fucking head spike. You know, Fedor was not willing to fight him. Fedor was like, no thanks. Like, you were allowed to throw those crazy kicks to, from when you were on your back then. You could kick to the face. Like, he, I forgot he got reversed. Remember that? Think of that monster on top of you. Jesus Think Christ. how bad, much of a badass no Gara is. goes, you know what? I'll fight. Freaking Bob Sapp, even though he's juiced to the gills. Hey, look at this. Bob Sapp's on top of him. He has his back. And he's punched he, him and in rocking the head, him. Smashing him. Smash City. Yeah, crazy. I Struggle City for Big Knock right there. You forget oh about this God. fight. You forget about this fight. You forget how big of a... Oh, my God. Look at that. That's a grizzly bear. Oh. Jesus Christ. But if you hit him, when you hit the bully in the face, they go away. Look at this. Remember, he almost had him in a triangle. He got slammed. Yeah, it's a bad idea to do that. Yeah, the triangle slam. The Ricardo Arona Rampage Jackson triangle slam should be shown to every kid who wants to hold on to a triangle. Ever. You need to watch this because this is real. Dude, Bob Sapp beat some of the best ever, bro. He went to leg locks and everything. Look at this. I forgot he went to leg locks. They fought some of the best ever, not beat. This was a nutty fight. And again, this was a fight that Fedor wouldn't take. But Fedor, I, Fedor was like, no, no, no. I'm no from Russia. I understand what he's thinking. Yeah, even, in, in, even the, when they want they uh, Nogueira to do the rematch, he's like, dude, with spiking my, I can't, with my neck, man. It's too much. Yeah. It was the end of my life, my career. Look at him. Yeah, he was battered. Dude, it, but how back. entertaining is this? Amazing. Like, well, it's amazing, but now knowing, I love this, when he hit him with the Gramby roll, whoo, whoop. When, Whoop, on your back, son. And when um, back, son. when he down. won, when he won, I remember watching it. We were going crazy. Look at Me this and Eddie bar. were fucking screaming. Look at this Look fucking at that. arm bar. Beautiful. God. Let me and then when he straightens down. it out and Bob taps, it's like, no fucking way. But this is not just jujitsu. This is, look at that. Tap, 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 tap. It's not just jujitsu. With Nogara, it's just toughness and and just animal spirit. One of the toughest like his, to ever do it. His, his warrior heart that allowed him to get through getting spiked on his head like that and battered and Nuts. this 350-pound juggernaut on top of you, dropping bombs on you. Legend, man. still get Mount through Rushmore. it. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Fuck, man. No care, Mount Rushmore. Fuck, man. 
what a crazy time those pride days were. What a great what the fuck is that Akibono? Yeah. yeah. Do you know Hoist? Hoist beat Akibono with an arm bar. How badass is Hoist fucking Gracie? Oh my god. Hoist Look Gracie at this fought dude. Akibono with uh, pants on. He fought like with gi pants fucking on. Fucking right he did. He got Akibono in a grip, fucking son. arm bar. Look at this. The size of Akibono. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Akibono said, fuck your keto. Ooh. That dude is thick. This is a Bob Sapp, though, that has started to lose his physique. Like, this is uh, into his career where he had been fighting. You know, like, you'd only, like, the levels of juice that he was on during those days of glory, like when he fought Noguera, those are just not sustainable. No. He also hated fighting. I, I have a friend that uh, actually was on Muslim Fighter with him, and he used to train with Bob and said for, uh, towards the end of his career, he wouldn't barely train at all. He was just doing it for the payday. He'd just walk in there. Yeah, and he would tap whenever he got hurt. And, you yes. know, he was smart about it. Like, he knew he could make money. He would go places. They'd want to see people beat Bob Sapp, and see so he would go. And he would not take much of a beating. Dude, in Tokyo, he was like on the fucking Wheaties box and stuff. He used yeah. to sell like all sorts Ooh. of merchandise. Look at this. He'd buy his used boom. shit stained undies and stuff. But do you know what happened? Do you know the whole story? No. Something happened with K1 where he had a contract that um, he was supposed to go out and fight, but they hadn't given him the contract yet. He's like, I'm not signing. I mean, I'm not fighting without a fucking contract. Like, Makes I, sense. I need my money. Legit point. And wound up leaving. There was some sort of a contract dispute and wound up leaving before the main event. Just dipped out. Just dipped out. Said, fuck this, I'm out. I'm not fighting. And, you know, they were like, oh, what? That's the Yakuza, you're, right? They were like, you're done. You're done. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And um, I guess, you know, whether or not, I don't know whose story is correct. And all I know is a story that I've read. And the story that I'd read was that, you know, he was upset they hadn't given him the contract yet. And they wanted him to just fight and deal with it later. Yeah. Come on, bro. Listen, if they can get you to do something, it's just you right before yeah. you're like, oh, God damn it. All right. Boom. Yeah. Well, when I talk to people that are Japanese about the way they would do business over there, he says it's really interesting. He's like, one of the things that like when the UFC was talking to Pride, it was really interesting because they would have these like meetings and they would talk about selling it, you know, but they really didn't want to sell it. They just wanted you to say that you wanted to buy it. They're like, okay. Good. See you later. Just an ego and then they thing. stopped, but then it also pumped up pride. Like everybody in the UFC started talking about Vanderlei was going to fight Chuck, and they were bringing them together. But these Japanese businessmen, where they were playing like super high level, sophisticated, kind of three dimensional chess, very tight move. And then here's the tightest of tight move. I'm not happy that they did this, but they essentially sh- sold the UFC sixty million dollars worth of nothing. They got a they got a fucking video library of fights and they got pride to be out of business. That's what they got. Yeah. For sixty whatever million yeah. dollars they paid. Yeah, because a, a lot of the contracts were no good. Yep. That's it's why Fedor was never in the UFC. I mean, and the Mark Hunt thing, they were willing to pay Mark Hunt out. They were like, We're, we're willing to give you your money. He's like, No, fuck that, I want to fight. Yeah, UFC didn't want Mark to fight. Yeah, yeah. I remember when Mark first got the UFC, it wasn't ha- pretty days. No. Like he almost got submitted by uh, Chris Tushishir. Yep. He had some rough days. He had some rough days. Yeah, the he got submitted. The he horrible got submitted fight. by somebody. Like in his first, Sean. Oh, uh, Corkle? Yes, Sean yes. McCorkle. That's right, Sean, Sean McCorkle. McCorkle. Caught him with a Kimura from his right. back. His first fight in the his UFC. His first fight in the UFC. Back. Submitted him. Yes, yeah. submitted him. Huge upset. And then he had the. Sean know, McCorkle's a funny fucking guy. He yeah. said some ridiculous shit online. I don't know. Why. Is he he's still alive? Or? I don't know. I haven't heard from him yeah, forever. He was know. a funny guy. He though. was a funny guy at the time. Him and Matt used to train together. I think they had a show. But um, yeah, Mark struggled for a little bit there. And then he had the walk-off home run knockout of Chris Tushishir. Yeah. He had that horrible fight in Denver. 
Oh yeah, fucked Ben Rothwell Rothwell, because they both got so tired because the altitude. Yeah, yeah. And then I was asking Joe Silva, dude, let me fight my hometown. He's like, we will never do heavyweights in Denver again because of that. Meanwhile, they have Ken fight for Doom, or they have um, uh, Mexico City. Kane fight for Doom in Mexico City, which is two thousand feet higher. Bad idea. Ridiculous. So, what else is going on in this card? Is that it? Should we just wrap this up? I think yeah. we got kind of got, got the police card covered. Hearing. Yeah, you kind of got it covered. We kind of got the card covered. Oh, the Paul Felder Charles Oliveira fight. Felder is a fucking beast, man. You know, Felder's another guy who uh, I'm in, and I'm I'm interested to see. I'm not hating on him. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm interested to see. You know, obviously DC DC's been able to do it. Um, Dominic Cruz obviously got injured, but he was supposed to fight. He's out of the fight now. But guys who are working as analysts and fighters mm. at a certain level, are you going to be able to continue at the highest level and compete? <sighs> He's not doing the doing anal- analysis enough where I think it's going to fight him, hurt him. And I think, in, in fact, it's enough so it like probably takes his mind off the training a little bit, lets him relax, and lets him analyze fights. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And when he did do the commentary, he was really good at it. That's my thing. He's yeah. really good. He's at really it. good. At He's it. really good at it. So I, he has a future in it for sure. Once he decides to retire, Paul could be an amazing commentator. I, but I, I still think he's in his prime. Right I think now. his potential's in commentating. Yeah. I think he has a higher potential in commentating than he does being the world champion of the UFC. I'm not willing to sign him off yet. Oh, I'm not signing him off. He's a phenomenal fighter. He's a phenomenal fighter. I don't know if he's world champion, but he's a phenomenal fighter. How crazy would he be versus Gaethje? That's a fun fight. That's a fun fucking fight. He's an animal. Felice Paul Hearing Felder fighting. versus Gagey would be maybe like a perfect style matchup. Never yeah. mad when Cooper fights. No. I'm, I'm excited about this fight because Oliveira is very technical on his feet. Oliveira is that guy, though, on yeah, the ground. He, he's super technical and he, you know, he, he's sneaky on the ground, but he just can't get over that hump. Yep. He had so much promise, he just couldn't yep. get over that hump. He can't beat Kinda the Kind of like Eric Silva, yeah. where there's so much promise and we thought there were going to be this mm-hmm. and just hasn't aligned for him. The Cejudo-Pettis fight's a very important fight, too. Very important. When you look at Cejudo, when he came off of that fight with uh, Wilson Hayes, he looked sensational. He looked amazing. Sensational. But also, what screwed, not screwed him, it was the good experience, but when he fought Demetrius Johnson, had no, he had seven fight mixed martial arts fights. Seven yeah. fight. He should not have been in there with Demetrius Johnson. Yeah. He's just not ready. Now we see he's a little more well-rounded. He's a phenomenal power puncher. Obviously a ridiculous wrestler. Uh, for Pettis, it, it's a tough one for him to take on here. Very tough, and he's a young kid. You know, Pettis is only twenty four. I think he's very young. He's very young. He's 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 out of his brother's shadow now. Yeah, for sure, he's out of his brother's shadow. Well, with a few wins, his brother's still a former world champion, both in strike force and in the UFC. His brother just lost again, though. He did lose again. He's lost a bunch. Yeah, in, in but it's still he's fighting at a way higher level. Up until this fight, at least this fight is uh, this is like world class level for for Pettis. This is like the most difficult fight I think he's 100%. ever faced in his career. It, it, it's a little too much too soon I think for Pettis. And that David Tamer dude, he's fighting against Dracar Close. That fuck. You see Tamer fight? He was the one who fought Lando Venata. Yes. Woo! He's nasty. He's a monster. He's a fucking savage. Savage kickboxer, man. There's, that's going to be a fun oh, fight. Oh, your fucking Gokhan's out of the fight. His I round tree. I'm he not sure. Hurt. He got hurt. That's a bummer. It is a bummer. How about Holly? Uh, I'm sure we'll do Holly a podcast Cyborg. with Holly dun, Cyborg. Dun, dun, it's happening. Dun, 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 dun. It's interesting. I'll tell you what. Nobody has more compose or composure. Nobody has more composure in their Instagram videos than Holly. She oh. has the most composure. She's like when she says, Professional. Cyborg's been saying that I haven't been tested. She's a politician. But actually, I've been tested nine times. Yeah. And she's been tested eight times. So- some of us are out here training and not worrying 
<laughs> about who's being tested. It's so like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. I'm ready to head kick a bitch. <laughs> it is. I it's love like Holly, man. such in direct contrast to her fucking backflips. She's a politician. Fucking head kicks yeah. and shit. She's like a politician. Very smart, man. Very, Very smart. calm and smooth. And, and she's like a real all American girl. Like you look at Holly Holm. I mean, she got freckles and shit. She's pretty. She looks like an all American head kicker. And if you know? she beats Cyborg, it's a tough if. It's a tough if. If she beats Cyborg, to me, she's number one of all time. It's she right beats, up there. She beat Ron in her prime. Right. Now she beats Cyborg in her prime. Yeah. What are we doing? I know we, she had those rough losses Misha before. Tate, son. Misha Tate. I know. Listen, Misha Tate strangled her, and she was still punching in the air while she was going unconscious. Yeah. That's how savage Holly Holm is. I know. And but such a great matchup. Misha Tate did get her. And Misha got her in the fifth round of a fight she was losing. Losing, yes. Took her back and put her to sleep. Oh, I'm a Misha Tate fan. So. Woo! Yeah. Fan. But she's retired. Yep. She didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, Holly Cyborg. Yeah. But it's, it's that Holly Cyborg, I wonder what kind of numbers that does. Because that's, that's your headliner on there right now. Because, mm. you know, Dom Cruz is off. Well, it's going to show you the power of, uh, like, top flight women's MMA fights and then there's the you know there's the cyborg aspect like people tune in she's like a cultural icon sort of a thing like people tune in to see like oh that cyborg chick she's scary yeah, doesn't she's lose scary. either and scary she's, me not physically scary I'm scary but the way she destroys she's girls. violent very violent she's violent and very technical her last fight wasn't that violent but she wanted to show well, more she for was her boxing. fighting a crazy I mean Zomb- you talking about zombie yeah, mom? Yeah, Tanya Avenger. Yeah, zombie mom. She's, she she didn't give a fuck. She was throwing. She's not even a mom. Makers. I don't know. What I call it. She's not even a mom. She, <laughs> but but she she's mom tough bod. as fuck. Yeah. Had mom bod and also would not go away like That's the Walking a chick Dead. That if you were watching like a YouTube or a li- it wouldn't even be on YouTube. They'd pull it from YouTube like a live leak outside of a bar in Kentucky, where <laughs> <laughs> she- some chick gets up, puts her fucking cigarette down, and rolls up the sleeves <laughs> of her flannel shirt, probably wearing your shirt, the very shirt you're wearing, and just throws haymakers on some chick, and she's got. Her by she the hair, rocked. and she's fucking dropping Muay Thai elbows on her. But she keeps That's getting rocked and yeah. up. <laughs> She'd be like the Kimbo slice of soccer moms in the backyard brawls. She's a tough, tough woman. She's tough as she's, nails. she's an animal. I enjoyed that fight because of her. I agree. She made the fight. Yeah, she made the fight, and she she fucking had some whistling shots swinging by Cyborg's chin. She, like she was, she was <laughs> yeah, going she for it. Took it. She took it. She took it, Hats and she off. was going for it. Yes. Hats off, and yeah. took a fight that a lot of people didn't want. No I mean, one wants that fight. Yeah, I mean, look at fucking Jermaine Durandam. He said, "Nah, sure, I'm good. You can keep your title. I'm not <laughs> fighting her. She's done steroids before. Yeah, but she tests clean now. Ah, I don't care. I'm out. Not, not recently enough. Nope. <laughs> no, you got to get her. Test her again in like ten years. Yeah. Test her every day for ten years. Then no, we'll, we'll draw. Me said, "Fuck, fuck this." this. Yeah. I love that cyborg fight though. I do too. But I, I wanted to see what numbers it does. See, Jermaine Durandam is a very technical striker. That's why I thought her versus Cyborg would be interesting. I mean, Jermaine, Jermaine Durandamy fought a man. That's how crazy, scary Cyborg is. Jermaine fought a man and KO'd him. There's video of it. <laughs> you can watch it. She's like, I'll fight a man, but I'm not fighting Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm off she's the like, Durandamy train. This, you just, when you give up the belt and say, nah, fuck it, she just, she's too much. Well, I'm I'm a f- I'm fan of her talent. She's a very talented fighter. But uh, she should have been champ out. in the first place. Though. I agree. Holly beat her, and I think she should have been penalized for sure. Fuck yes, for at least one of those after the bell shots. Hundred percent. She landed two after the bell shots. One of them was devastating. Like she really rocked Holly. Holly beat her. Man. Yeah, I think Holly beat her. I think uh, you got to take into consideration how what scoring system they were using back then. 
because I do not think that they were using a new MMA scoring system. It was also New York. And it's early day New York. When I say early day, like six months ago. I think the refereeing, I mean, I think the refereeing could have been better because I do think she should have been penalized for those shots after the bell. And when Holly head kicked her, that was one of the most significant moments in the fight. The other most significant moment of the fight was when Holly dropped her with a straight left hand. Yeah. So those were two giant moments in the fight, and they were both on Holly's side. And then there was the two shots after the bell, which you could conceivably penalize her for at least one. You have to for you one. You have to for one. And that's why I thought Holly yeah. won the fight. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. I would agree with you because other than that, Holly did the most damage in the fight for sure, but Doreen Durandamy, Jermaine Durandamy was controlling the action in the beginning of the fight until Holly landed that question mark kick. I'm fucking Amazing. Clang. The question mark kick is a beautiful kick. It's just a beautiful kick. You know, if you're good at it, if you get that over the top, like Rockhold's beautiful at that. He's really good at it. He, he no one does better than Donald, it. but yeah. Donald kind of does it. Beautiful. I beautiful. feel like Donald's the one who kind of made that his thing. In the UFC? Yes. Yeah. For head kick KOs? Um, yeah, Question mark kicks. There's been some other ones in the past. I'm trying to remember. Do you all see of them. that one, that video? I think Justin Wren posted, but ESPN blasted that the wheel kick that landed knocked that dude out. The heel landed right on the dude's chin. It's so gnarly. Oh, the one where the dude ducks down and throws an up wheel kick. The guy's throwing a head kick. There's a black guy and a white guy. Yes. Black guy throws a head. Yes. Kick, and the dude ducks down like almost like a cartwheel kick and throws like a, yes. a wheel kick up. And that yeah. heel goes, Ka-ting! oh, perfect shot. My like, God. Like uh, the way he threw it. Do you know what the video is? Yeah, yeah. It's it made, it made, like a capoeira kick. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's almost like that. But what it's like is like he just knew where the dude's chin was going to be and ducked himself. So, you know, you bend your body. But it's just very rare that you see someone landed at that angle. Especially with the heel. Yeah. That must have hurt. Look at this. Boom. Crazy. It's almost like. It's hard to know whether or not that was like perfectly placed or just crazy lucky timing. I think you had like it. watch this, watch it again. So you see him here; he's going to give it up. See, but that's not the mm. way he did it. So it's not a normal path. It's really amazing. It's almost like he almost adapted to it and mm-hmm. went straight up. Once, he, yeah, he knew where the know dude's head was going to yes. be. I mean, it really, you'd have to see him fight more to see how good he is with his kicks. But that shit is perfect. That I mean, shit that, was. Let's see that one more time. One more time, because it's crazy. <laughs> look, look at the look at the the title. Amateur MMA fighter starches opponent. See right here, like a Taekwondo guy would see the shifting of the hips, and then the shoulder moves towards the left. And as soon as you see up. that, yeah. yeah, like see that right there. You see that right there. That is absolutely he's about to spin. See the right leg moves. The right leg slides back. You're showing your cards there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, and, well, see, if right Wonder there, Boy to throw that, you don't see it. Wonder Boy's not going to. You're show not going to you see that. No, yeah. he's showing us. He's flashing his aces yeah there. but he's also doing it in timing with this left high kick which is so brilliant so the the left kick is coming he sees the left kick and he's like yeah check this out bro i ain't there dude <laughs> like the head look kick misses at this and then it goes under you know what i think he did on purpose 100 100 percent. boom i mean he either improvised in the moment or he did it exactly like this on purpose, like saw it coming. But either way, it's just a perfect shot. Dude, to dodge that kick and land this, I mean, it's some head skill, kick. skillful shit. Amazing. Amazing. Ducked a head kick and landed a perfect, like, crazy 90-degree angle. Wheel kick to the mug. Amateur fight. Obviously in the UK. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy how he saw the left high kick, too. Like, Bam! Like, boom. Fucking A. It made man. ESPN as an amateur fighter on ESPN. I know, right? Now you gotta you gotta make up for that. Yeah, you gotta carry that. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta carry yeah. that with you. Everybody's looking for the head kick. The next one, Dude. you can't be ground and pounding That's somebody. That's your thing now. Yeah. 
dudes get married to a thing really early on, right? Becomes a real problem. Becomes a real problem. Hell yeah. Like you're known as like if Gagey just decides tomorrow to fight like Tyron Woodley (laughs) (laughs) and just move around a lot and get the fuck out of Dodge. What the fuck? There's me a riot. People would go so crazy. Like what if Gagey got a title shot against Tyron Woodley and they both like mirrored each other? (laughs) They both like 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 what the fuck is going wait, on? Wait, 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 dude! Explode! Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Explode! Dude, have you seen how hard your boy <clears throat> Colby Covington's been going in the paint on About Instagram? Who? Woodley. Oh my god! Have you seen his recent one with no. the sandals? He did a Black Friday sale of these sandals, mocking Woodley. Why? And, oh, you gotta see it. I don't he, get how he's mocking Woodley with sandals. You'll see it. Oh, it, okay. it. Like they're not real sandals. He's just like, hey, make sure you get your your sandals this Friday. And it's the, the sandals of Woodley saying one thing why he'll fight Nate Diaz, but saying another thing why he won't fight Colby. There it is. Look at this. Oh, Ariel, GSP is ducking me. He just wants money fights. Ariel, I'm not ducking Colby or anyone at 170. I want to fight Nate because it's a money fight. Um. That he's seems ju- like he's saying the same thing. Yes. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. 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 I he get just it. keeps he going He just wants him. a money fight. I'm, I want to fight Nate because it's a money fight. Yeah. I get it. What do you do with Woodley? <laughs> Good question. You offer him a big fight. You know, I mean, that's you, what he do you, wants. Do you, I, I'm almost positive. Make sure I'm right on this before I get destroyed on the, the underground. But um, I'm, I think Dan goes, we never offered Woodley the Diaz fight. Oh, so he's just trying to get it? Pretty you know, sure. The, the, look, the real Diaz fight is the other Diaz. That's the real Nick? Diaz fight. Is it Nick, Nick suspended, though? Let him get, pay that fucking money back. Get him back. Uh, Tyron Willie responds to claim Nate Diaz fight was never offered. Delusional Dana constantly demotes me as a fighter. Whoa. In regards Whoa. to what, though, Jamie? Because mm. it's the claim that Nate Diaz fight was never offered to him. Delusional D- Dana. Yeah, but did Dana say it? Constantly demotes me as a fighter when the job is... When the job is to promote his fighters, especially champions, Woodley said, why would I get in camp? Why would Nate give a $15 million purse request if there was no fight? It's obvious they haven't found their blockbuster headliner yet. This was a reality, and they know it. The inability to come to financial terms with Nate killed it. Oh, there's, but there's Dana going. One of our attorneys here started playing matchmaker, which is weird. He, said, he has a good rapport with the Diaz brothers, and he basically said to Nate, what if you could fight Woodley? Me and Sean Shelby were like, how does he deserve to fight Woodley? There's no effing list of guys that are waiting to fight Tyron Woodley. And this there dude, is a fucking list. Oh, there there's is. A, there's a fucking list of guys. What are you talking about? There you go. Yeah. Okay, so <clears> the <throat> attorney went out of his way. The attorney, the attorney fucked up. Who's this attorney? What kind of slapdick attorney tries playing these games? That's what I would do. You're if I was the UFC, I'd have a bunch of fake attorney Twitter, Twitter accounts. I'd just say, <laughs> I'm an attorney with UFC, and I'm interested to know. Would you be interested in this Ben fight? Askren, I know you say you're retired, but how retired are you? Get back at me. Dude. That, I'm getting Askren on the podcast. Fuck yes. Yeah, Dude, yeah. It, to me, his career is a sad story. It is. The guy that never that was. He, yeah, that, well, they, for whatever reason, they couldn't work it out where him they could and get Dana. him in the UFC. Him yeah. and Dana, they had their disagreements and also his fighting style, but for him never to compete that in the UFC is That fighting style is important, man. If you're a fan of fighting, that style is important because Ben Askren shuts motherfuckers down, and he shuts good guys like Lima. In Bellator, remember we shut Lima down? Like Korshkov, shut him the fuck down. Shut him down. down. Those are world-class guys. World-class guys. Look what he did Yep, shut his ass down. It's such a bummer he never got in the UFC. And you know what? I got to be honest. I think if that same GSP showed up that fought Bisbing, shows up to fight Askren, Askren beats him. Whoa. I know. Crazy, right? To me, Askren, it's a sad story. 
It's a I sad, agree. sad story. I agree. He's um, my. If I had one wish to get a guy in the UFC that's never been in the UFC, he'd be the guy. Me too. I agree. Fedor, it's like you already getting to see him in Bellator. Mitrione just KO'd him. You know, I get it, but not at this stage. At this stage, I would say without, without doubt, it was Askren. I would use my golden ticket if I had one with Dana to get Askren in there. Yeah, I would too. But, you know, he called Dana like a fat, bald, steroid monkey and <laughs> but shit. But, but He's the, funny, man. But does that mean – But how many things have, has Dana said about guys? I don't know. I, I you know think what I'm saying? A, like, does it's it, a style thing too. They're worried that his, his style's boring. I understand that they're in the business of fighting. But, I mean, I kind of am, but I'm kind of not. I'm in the business of, I'm a fan of fighting. And I'm not just a fan of fighting like I like to watch fights. I want to see what the fuck really works the best. And when a guy can do what Ben Askren's been able to do time and time again in his career to world-class fighters, take them down, smother them, beat the shit out of them. That's entertaining. It's not just entertaining. It's important for the, for the art form. I agree. To adapt to that yeah. style, that dominant know. style. You've got to know that a guy can do that to a guy like Lima or but, a guy like Koresh. Correct. But also, Ben Askren, can t- he speaks well. Yes. He can hype the fight up yes. on social media. He speaks very well. Yes. He's, he's a great also foil. an Olympian. Yeah. He's also an Olympian. And how about this? Floyd Mayweather does not win fights because he's exciting. No. No, I mean, maybe he was against lose. the Connor fight. Yeah, you people want to see him lose, lose cuz he's a good trash talker. We should start our own promotion. We really should. What should we call in a football field? <laughs> oh god damn it. Now you and Eddie are doing field. that. I don't do football fields. Freak party fighting productions. Get <laughs> <laughs> crazy Eddie is the matchmaker. <laughs> Eddie would definitely be the matchmaker, but first you have to listen to a 45 minute seminar on the latest <laughs> on the flatter. latest uh, b- false flags. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. If we had a, a sitcom, though, seriously, like think about how crazy different we all are. If we had a sitcom where there was like all these characters, you would want to have the crazy conspiracy guy. Oh, you got to have also Eddie. one of the best jujitsu instructors in the world. Correct. Like a which wizard, validates him. W- validates him. Wh- which it's is a wizard jujitsu guy. So he's like all all about Operation Mockingbird and paperclip. He's successful, so you yeah. gotta take what he says yeah. pretty serious. Yeah, but it's also batshit crazy. Batshit crazy, and tell you I'm crazy. I'm like, I know I'm crazy. That? So I'm you crazy. can't argue. Yeah. Him. Like, go, okay. I know it's crazy. I'm crazy. But all I'm saying is look into it. <laughs> <laughs> then you got Callan. He's out of his fucking mind. It's a weird weird group of people. It's the put best together. dynamic, man. Oh man, we it's, haven't done a fighting fan in a while. I know we need to do a good one on the with our big giant. Screen. We did one with the big giant ass screen, right? Just you, me, and Eddie, though. What um, what fights are coming up that we might be There's able to do? There's one every Show me what you got until here. the New Year's. Show me what we got here, young Jamie. We have uh, <clears throat> there's one right after that. That's what Cub Swanson, ooh, ooh and Ortega, Brian T C City. Ooh, I'm in town for that. T City Ortega, Triangle City. He's That's a bad motherfucker. Boy. I Ortega love that guy. I love his guard, man. He has one of the best guards. <gasps> That's the one. That's the one. Dos, An- Dos Anjos and Lawler. Oh, boy. December 16th. Motherfucker. Oh, right. I'm in Everyone's Buffalo. Out of town. Everyone's out of town. I'm in Shit! Buffalo. You're in Vegas. Shit! Why are you in Vegas? I'm not. Oh. No, I'm in Vegas uh, two weeks oh, yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm out of town, too, that day. We're all out of town. <laughs> But what's up with that December, the December 9th one? Um, when's that? Saturday, December 9th. Two I'm working. Damn it. You, comedy? Yeah, I'm in like Long Beach or some shit. Long Beach. Yeah. I'm going to tell you exactly where I'm at. 
Um, while you're yep, bringing that Long up. Beach Terrace Theater. Terrace Theater in Long oh, Beach. Guess who's going to be uh, in Boston at the Wilbur Theater on January 19th, the day before UFC 220. I heard it's Brendan Schaub. <laughs> That's right, brother. I heard it's you in Boston. That's right, man. We're going to be there together. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited too, man. It's going to be a fun weekend. Tickets just went on sale. Wilbur Theater is a beautiful place too, man. I'm so excited, That'd be fun. Man. You were very funny last night. Thanks, brother. Killing it. it means Killing the world it. to me. Killing man. it. Thanks, man. Working at it too. Yes. All right, let's wrap this up because I got to piss. Um, see you guys. Bye, everybody. See ya. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the show. Ta-da. And thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Onnit. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word ROGAN, and you will save 10% off any and all supplements. Thank you to Lyft. Go to LYFT.com forward slash Rogan today, and you can get a $500 new driver bonus. That's Lyft.com forward slash Rogan. And we did it. We made it to the end. Okay. Um, that's it. We'll be back next week, and we got a, a stacked next week. Next week's going to be a lot of fun. We have uh, Andy Stump is going to be here on uh, Monday the 4th. Uh, I just found out Sturgill's in town. I might try to squeeze Sturgill in sometime next week, too. Uh, Sturgill Simpson, holla, Grammy winner. Um, Friday, uh, Tuesday, rather, is Stanhope. Wednesday is Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Um, and then Thursday is Sean Baker. All right. We're excited. We're pumped. We're in motion. We have momentum. We will keep moving forward. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. 